to the Save Room Reviews! And we've got a special one for you today, buddy. We're reviewing our first PlayStation 5 game, dude. Wow, I love our the emphasis first on that. one. That's how you say it, though. You, don't, you didn't see all the apostrophes? PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5. And today we are reviewing Marvel's The Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Wow, what an exciting time to be alive and reviewing this game. I didn't think this game would be a thing at all. As sensational as it was, as incredible as it was? No, I expected it to be perfect. I expected it to be nothing short of touching the sun and burning your fingers to the bone. Wow. That's a 10-star review. I could have just said 10 stars. I mean, this game is close to that sort of level of Marvel. What did you call... You called this game Pure Joy. It is Pure Joy. You refer to it as Pure Joy. I mean, look back on 2018's Marvel Spider-Man. That was a serotonin rush. Every time I popped it in, like, I was just smiling, having the best time playing it. That was the best three days of that year for me. Oh, yeah. Because it took me three days to plow through that game, get the platinum, zing, zang, boom, get all the suits, look at Peter's butt, and Mm -hmm. clock the speed of his butt in every different suit. Did you know that the ghost costume is the fastest butt? Is it really? 45 miles per hour. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Twip, twip. Whereas this game, what you, you, you pounded it down like a fucking monster energy drink. (laughs) It's like in a day. In a day. In a day and a half, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I, I did the full game, did as many trophies as I could, did a lot of the cleanup on the map Mm -hmm. and then went in the new game plus. I skipped some cutscenes, by the way. Which, oh come on dude i wasn't gonna sit through these cutscenes. i just saw it they're amazing cutscenes. <laughs> i just saw or i was looking at my phone you know i'm mm-hmm. on there there's a lot of urgent stuff going on we got somebody trying to steal an election i need to call miles morales to web that motherfucker up <laughs> get him in there fucking you know bring him to fucking the raft <laughs> put him next to fisk web his mouth <laughs> quick use the non-dissipating does that, web does that hurt does it hurt to get Getting webbed? webbed in your mouth i have to imagine <laughs> It hurts a lot, right? I, I gotta imagine it's somewhat suffocating. <laughs> I, you're, okay, I, this is something that bothers me about this game. Mm-hmm. This is the one thing that bothers oh, me. Okay. So, Peter Parker, in the lore of the comics, has said that his web dissipates like after about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So that's why New York isn't just absolutely riddled with webs and doesn't have to get cleanup crews. Yeah, doesn't look to... like fucking Mimic right. <laughs> with <laughs> webbing everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just this horrible web zone. <laughs> The atmosphere has changed. No, but in this game, there's a few instances where you get to web up important stuff like, oh my god, there's a gas leak and there's fucking Mm. flame shooting out of these pipes. Let me just web it up, Miles Mm. says. And I'm just like, are you going to call somebody? Yeah, right? What happens tomorrow? You should call the city about that. Yeah, exactly. What happens tomorrow when the the web dissipates and then suddenly Inferno again? Or my favorite is like diffusing bombs with webbing. (laughs) Where you like fucking throw a bomb out of the city limits and just web it and it just diffuses and explodes. And I'm like, okay. I guess that, so the web is impossibly strong, but mm-hmm. also dissipates because it's a kind biodegradable web. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, there's a lot of, I don't know, like a scientific plot holes in the Marvel universe that I just let go because I'm just like, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's it's a comic book. Can yeah. I ask you a big question? Sure. What do you think it tastes like? Webbing? Yeah. If I were to web you right in your mouth, just shoot you straight in the mouth, Daniel. Like black licorice. Like black licorice. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. I'm just trying to think of the worst thing that I could imagine having in my mouth. <laughs> That or like some sort of like cleaning product. Yeah, like a clean. I'm thinking more chemical. Yeah, chemical base. Um, something under the sink, but a little cottony. Well, when you get like the what is it like the the web shooter or like yeah. the foam shooters? Oh, what oh is that? that's like the silly string. Yeah, silly string. I I've imagine never... it a little bit like that. Have you tasted silly string? Yeah, I was a curious really? middle schooler once. What does it taste like, dude? Awful. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like um, pressurized chemicals. A little aromatic. For some reason, I think. 
I think webbing smells like like that silly string. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, this game's a ten. This right, game. Thanks is for a, being here, everybody. This game is a ten out of ten. <laughs> no. Um. I. I. I'm always happy to sit down and do these review casts because we always say it's rare for us to finish a game in the same window. Yeah. Or like I guess have kind of the same level of like kind of feverism about a game. Feverism. Yeah. Mm. Even I mean even if we don't feel the same way about a game, it's always cool to just sit down and talk about it. You know, because like we. We're very much the same on a lot of things, but we have maybe like kind of differing opinions on it. For this game to be like the first game to come out on the PS5 that I felt like all in on beating and platinuming, and like it says a lot about it. And you know, maybe it's because there's not much else to play uh, other than my you know backwards compatible library of PS4 games and Astro's Playroom. But you know, <laughs> I I felt wholly dedicated to this game, like from the moment I popped it in to the like days after where I platinumed it and played it again, because it it's just such a it's such a premier experience in terms of video games. And, and in a year where like 2020 was already very strong for video games, for this to kind of come in out of nowhere and fucking thwip up the competition. Web them right in the mouth. Web them right in the mouth. Got you right in the mouth there, Call of Duty. Take like, that, Reagan. <laughs> it's just impressive that yeah. Insomniac can come in and do it this... Well, I don't want to say do the same thing twice, because they did in a lot of ways, but to come in and deliver another product that's just as great as the first one, and actually better in its own respect in a lot of ways. Which is amazing, because it's a game that's supposed to be like the Uncharted Lost Legacy to the original mm-hmm. Spider-Man, which is like, this is this could be... It's bigger than an expansion, but it isn't a sequel. But at the same time, this game doesn't feel diminished in any way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a lesser entity to the original Spider-Man. In fact, I think I like it more. I like a lot of its approach a lot more. I mean, when you're looking at the story, it's probably, what, like six to eight hours of just kind of straight story. Yeah. But that leanness plays in its favor so well. Like, the the story, it's like this very emotional, like, kind of beat-to-beat ride. And then the stuff that you're doing kind of in the open world to pad out the experience is still a lot slimmer. Right. Like, it's not... Like, the open world isn't just full of, like, check marks and things to do over and over again. It's very lean in its approach. And I like it because with these kind of smaller, I guess, more contained stories, like you kind of still want to kind of get to the emotional beat of it all, the Mm -hmm. emotional heartbeat. And I think this game carries that through it all the way through. Like, you know, I'm not getting derailed too hard by like, you know, helping people on my, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man app or like getting, you know, tokens or these little time capsule things. Like I'm still like kind of like a beat away from jumping back into the story. And that always feels nice Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't feel like these kind of side things are carrying me like too far away from it. So yeah, I think Insomniac did like a wonderful, viewers listeners whoever you are uh agents in the dark Mm -hmm. waiting (laughs) uh this is like our high level impressions we'll get into like the deep divey stuff after but we'll let you know there'll be a delineation we'll go like that Mm. that's that's twipping rapid fire yeah uh which you don't have a rapid fire twip in this one actually interesting part one had that i mean your whole gadget and tool set is way different It, it is so that's the one thing that I really, really like. This game feels like what um, Arkham City did in comparison to Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. which is most of like your the favored uh, spider gadgets or movesets from part one that you had to unlock are immediately like available to you mm-hmm. in the first one. So or in Miles Morales. So you have things like because um, it's funny, I was playing the remastered edition of part one mm-hmm. and going back and it's just like, oh, my God, I'm missing everything that makes miles morales fun i'm missing the swing kick i'm missing the web spin i'm missing all this stuff Uh uh-huh i'm like i'm missing the the ability to like yeah swing him around with my web and Mm -hmm. throw him against walls i'm like what the fuck i had to unlock all that (laughs) so (laughs) so it's cool jumping in this and feeling like powerful Mm -hmm. but then growing miles's suite of moves because he is a 
a different entity to mm-hmm. Peter. He has his Venom Strike, mm-hmm. and the game plays up your different Venom moves in such a cool way. Uh, and there's enemies that require you to use it, yeah. which I really enjoy. I must have forgot about his bioelectric powers. Like, I don't know how, because it was in Into the Spider-Verse. Huh. But when they introduced the Venom Strike and all that, I'm like, wait, why Why is this a thing? Like, why yeah. is this, like, bioelectric spider? But, yeah, you ain't read the comics? Uh, no, I haven't, unfortunately. Yeah, you just seen the movie? Brian Michael you... Bendis, I'm so sorry. Sarah yeah. Pichelli, I'm so sorry. What the fuck? <laughs> the comics are great dude uh, i just haven't you know there's a lot of comics i got a lot i got there are a, a lot of comics got a lot of, there's uh, only one miles morales that that is true there's many peter parkers <laughs> that's the thing yeah there's one miles no but i i think you're right the approach to kind of like treat miles as a different entity and, and kind of i guess in a lot of ways this is like his year too like you know like he is still kind of growing into his own but you get the sense that he has been swinging and and right. you know fighting crime with pete for a little bit so there is an established like suite of moves that he has yeah you start the game where um you you get a sense that peter is basically always out with him mm-hmm. whenever he's spider-manning when they're mm-hmm. spider-manning uh and you know serving as a mentor but it's like a mentored production yeah essentially for like him it. and then this game is basically uh well pete says hey I'm going to go on a workcation with MJ. Mm-hmm. So you're New York's only Spider-Man. And that's actually like the theme of the story, which mm-hmm. is um, how does Miles separate himself from, well, the shadow of the Spider-Man? Sure. How does he become his own Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool because the, the whole game is built up on this idea of, of serving Miles' identity mm-hmm. down to the music. Mm-hmm. Where you get the, like, there's orchestration in the game, uh, similar to the first game, and then you'll have like you know a hip hop beat underneath it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that's actually very much like you know it fits his character and the things that he says and does, and just him going through moments of doubt rather than being like you know because we start Spider Man one, mm-hmm. uh, Peter's been on the job for seven years. Mm-hmm. This kid is like barely out of year one. Mm-hmm. And so he's still trying to learn. He's still doubting and he's still kicking himself over making like big mistakes, kind of like in uh, mm-hmm. the intro. Oh, no spoilers. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really like this story ends up going on this journey. That's very, very, very much. This is totally about Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they kick Peter out of the story completely to tell that story. Yeah, so. no, I'm I'm right there with you. I was... I know a lot of people are like, oh yeah, Peter isn't going to be in this game. And I'm like, I feel like he had to have been like, even before I got the, the game in my hands. Cause I was like, there has to be kind of a, a baton toss. And I, I do like kind of the central focus of, of miles in this game. And like you said, how it is about his identity, him coming into his own, beating himself up, or sometimes even maybe feeling like headstrong about things. Cause he wants to prove that he can do it. Right. Despite the, the failings after, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to keep it high level. So, yeah, I know like, the moment you're yeah, talking about too. I'm, I'm trying to keep it all super high level, but um, I guess to reel it back, like I do love kind of the the focus of Miles in this section of New York uh, because it all plays into like who he is as a as a person, as a hero, the culture mm-hmm. of it all, the fact that this part of Harlem leans into like you know hip hop and the fact that it leans into like Puerto Rican and black culture as a whole, it it really kind of elevates his character and these moments where his identity shines, not just as a person, but as a hero, it feels very like pushed in the forefront in really cool ways. And when you think about Miles Morales being a, you know, black hero, black character, like that's really important for representation. And I feel like this game doesn't just stop with him being in the cover character. It's Mm -hmm. everywhere he goes, everything about the world he inhabits. It's all, all always about like, how can we be as inclusive? How can we like, you know, be about the human interest stories and individualism. And I think this game like paints it in just brilliant strokes, like every step of the way. 
Yeah, with, without it being something where it's like, so I love the fact, so Peter Parker in the original game, he's got these kind of, you know, grander than life problems, right? He's got mm-hmm. like, a, uh, he felled a criminal empire with mm-hmm. Kingpin, and then he witnesses the rise of what is to be like his arch nemesis, like throughout that mm-hmm. one. It's a, it's a bigger story, but it's a Spider-Man story. This one is much more uh, focused on like this idea of community, and mm-hmm. all of Miles's problems are kind of centered around who mm-hmm. he is and how that develops around their community too. Like Roxon being a big threat mm-hmm. to, uh, like you know, a, a smaller neighborhood, and coming in and just going like, "Fuck it, we're gonna build a skyscraper. We're gonna put these like um, new form reactors everywhere. Yeah, the neo form reactors mm-hmm. that we don't give a shit if they hurt you or not. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh man, so it's like a big corporation just taking advantage of the impoverished, basically, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of humanizing elements to it where you feel like even though you're swinging around in the skyscrapers, Mm -hmm. you feel like you still have that ground level view of like what actually happens to the citizens of New York Mm -hmm. during these problems. Mm -hmm. Because Miles is so ingrained in Harlem in that community. Yeah. And you get to see it. Especially for just having moved there. Like he's like, hey, this is my neighborhood. Yeah. You know, and I want to make sure I can represent these people. I want to make sure I can be their Spider-Man. Right. Um, and it's it's really impressive the way they kind of uh, articulate that through the story and a lot of the side quests. When I think back to 2018 Spider-Man, a lot of the stuff that like, you know, you, you would have Pete do and interact with the people where it's like, hey, take a selfie with us. Or like, you know, you go to a party and there's a bunch of like, you know, Spider-Man, there's like shirtless mm-hmm. Spider-Man, there's all these like people that are just like kind of in on the zeitgeist of what, you know, Spider-Man is. And like Miles lives in the shadow of that and he's trying to like, you know be better, be the best person he can be and, and kind of carry that flag in a way that matters to these people. And it's, I don't know, it's it's amazing to see He's it He's just doing his best. Yeah. But yeah, um, as far as us being able to recommend this game, I think this is like a powerhouse showing mm-hmm. of PS5 early generation. Sure. Yeah. I know for a lot of people, the, the difference between PS4 and PS5 is going to be razor thin right now, but mm-hmm. I think it's like under the hood improvements that mm-hmm. you can feel. One, loading is like, a second and a half. Oh, it's so crazy. Right? To, like, do the fast travel where you kind of, like, fast travel to, like, a subway on the map and it takes, like, five seconds to fully load. It takes, load. like, five seconds. Or less than that, honestly. Yeah. And then uh, you also have, like, I played the whole game in perform- performance mode. and Which was a good tip, by the way. Yeah. I was not playing it in No, you weren't. I noticed right away. Me. Yeah. So, P- what, it's P- fidelity and performance mode? Right. So, most games, just generation now, because apparently our brand new $500 machines can't handle 4K and 60 frames per mm-hmm. second, you've got to choose between fidelity or resolution or performance mode, which gives you consistent frame rate. Mm-hmm. And I would honestly, I prefer performance 100 percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about having like the crispiest fucking graphics as long as everything looks beautiful in mm-hmm. motion. And this game does. I had no frame dri- dips. Um, the action never slowed down, even mm-hmm. when there was like 60 enemies on screen that I'm whipping between and doing all sorts of different shit, throwing mm-hmm. items against them, webbing up against walls, using my fucking bioelectricity. Mm-hmm. None of it slowed down. Mm-hmm. fucking great this is an excellent showing of the ps5 yeah and honestly i think the ps5 is only gonna kick on all more cylinders moving forward like this is yeah. kind of a, a smaller game for it to kind of uh showcase but it does it all very very mm-hmm. well whether it's the performance the load times the the 60 frames where it's like if i don't have a 4k tv yeah and i feel like a lot of the games that i play like had played last gen like kind of looked not as great as they could just as a result but like it still looks very, very impressive on my, like, 10-year-old TV at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then otherwise, leaning into kind of, like, the the peripheral feel of, like, the dual sense, the adaptive triggers, the 
um, haptic feedback, all of it like really is elevated mm. and showcased in a really cool way. Not like in the same way that like other games are doing it, like Demon Souls or Astro's Playroom, but it is showcasing it in its own way because each game is going to do it differently. Yeah, this game you can feel the tension of your uh, web lines yeah. as you're swinging through the city, mm-hmm. which is such a cool thing. Yeah, I, when, I love that. When you're doing kind of like the thwip and then release, like you can really feel like the adaptive triggers like kind of giving and taking with the swings. Mm-hmm. It's really really neat. No, I I love it. It's it's honestly like. Per, the perfect launch game and honestly just a natural kind of evolution of an in-between title i guess between 2018 and what will be i guess spider-man 2 or whatever they're going to call yeah, it whatever it could be um it it does such a great job of building on all the foundation and everything that's there and even i guess using the same parts of new york and kind of reconfiguring them like was a really cool touch. it's a whole map by the way yeah <laughs> I, I i don't want to like downplay that it's the entire map from the original game yeah because somebody asked me i remember i was streaming and they're like oh is it like a smaller map or something i was like no it's the same one mm-hmm. it, in fact, you go to the same areas where I was like, again, I had the point of reference of going back to Remastered mm-hmm. and playing that. I was like, oh, wait, there's like a big like story segment that happens in this location mm-hmm. where in Miles Morales, you're just fucking swinging around it, yep. like not caring. <laughs> uh, the only difference, by the way, there's a big difference. The Chrysler building is missing. Oh, did Fist take it? Uh, <laughs> licensing took it. Oh, no, really? I didn't yeah, know yeah. Copyright once again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Takes it away. So it was in 2018 Spider-Man. It's no longer in Miles Morales. I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I read about it. I didn't notice because I couldn't point out the Chrysler building from the Titanic yeah. if you asked me to. Well, one's a boat. Nah, still I'd struggle. <laughs> still I'd struggle. <laughs> but I, I think that idea of like, hey, this is like the same setting, but how do we make it feel fresh and different? And it's like, well, you have the central focus of Harlem and then mm-hmm. the setting and time of year is completely winter. different too. Like winter, it's having really it be cool. set in like Christmas time, having there be decorations everywhere. Amazing weather effects, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed seeing like New York in like the winter yeah it's awesome the the what do they call it? like i guess like the skybox and like the weather effects that like looked really cool like in every kind of part what of the day skybox yeah like, that's what the devs call it oh yeah. you've been talking to some devs <laughs> huh talking to, see. talking to brian inahar getting, hey, getting his notes here brian inahar what's going on is venom gonna be in part two <laughs> what's going on dude um i mean i guess to kind of close out the the high level yeah. thoughts on this like i really love this game um i in I a lot of ways game. i adore this game you know, Spider-Man 2018 was, like, my number two game of 2018, and I thought that yeah. game was perfect in a lot of ways. Wasn't it my number one? It was your number one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take that, God of War. Oh. Gotta God. suck, more like. You'll never fight Spider-Man, Kratos. You're a bitch. Who do you think would win? Uh, Spider-Man. He'll web him up, and he has to taste that chemical. <laughs> Honestly, just put them both in Smash Brothers and we'll see what happens. Smash Brothers? Yeah. You don't mean PlayStation All-Stars PS5? Nobody talks about that. What are you talking about? That's a big hit game. It's a big hit series. <laughs> no, I I love this game. And um, I think a lot of the stuff that I thought was like cool or charming or just neat little things that they put in in terms of 2018 spider-man like you know having yeah. the different character perspectives like playing as miles as a civilian playing as mary jane doing the puzzles i thought that was all really cool i but, hated those but now that it's gone i'm like oh wait actually i prefer that it's actually not they were really bad <laughs> it's not even that they are were you bad kidding me? no people hate the fucking sneaking <laughs> segments as like miles yeah you remember that it when was, you're sneaking against like Rhino, I'll give it. It was bad. Yeah, it was. It wasn't good. I thought it was like kind of cool ways to like fill out the world and do different perspectives. And then the fact that this game totally removes that, yeah. I preferred it. Where this, I'm like, it's a streamlined experience. Yeah. So kudos to Insomniac for kind of maybe I don't know if they were like listening to feedback yeah. or they knew this was more of a midquill and they knew they had to kind of work with a smaller time window in terms of like production and actual gameplay itself. So I don't know. Oh, I I'm impressed with the did. product and I think. Um, 
I think I do like this game more than the first one. I um, definitely do. It's not just recency bias. <laughs> it's just, I think they did a great job of like, well, the Insomniac kind of version of, of Spider-Man is so different now than like the comics and like other medium. Yeah. And I like their take on it. I like these sort of volumes of Spider-Man that we're getting with like Pete's initial journey. And then now Miles's installment. It's just all really cool. And they're doing a great job at telling these like really great heartfelt yeah. Spider-Man stories with the characters, with the rogues gallery, everything. And even with like playing with our expectations, like a lot of ways I can tell what's going to happen, but it still doesn't make it any less surprising when it does. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just the way they write it. Well, the way that they write it, um, they do the MCU retelling. Cause each of the mm-hmm. MCU movies are just a retelling of like different comic sources in the one. It yeah. may be familiar, but they're going to have like a strange bent in some of the stories or they're going to do something totally different. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the catalyst for civil war is completely different in the comics than yeah. what civil war in the movies is. And I think, Insomniac has found this through line of doing that for themselves mm-hmm. in the video game where it's like, hey, we're taking from Spider-Man lore mm-hmm. in a way that's very honest in a way that like is subversive mm-hmm. where it needs to be. And we'll get into like one of the biggest subversions sure. and also honest to the characters as well. But let's get into some spider spoilers, my friend. Spider spoilers. I want to look let's something up real quick. Hold spoil. On. Well, let me let me start with my first spoiler. I think Insomniac's uh, Spider-Man suit for Peter Parker is actually bad. The more that I see it, especially in, like, fucking PS5 graphics, I'm just like, I hate the white spider icon. Oh, really? Fucking hate it. I, it looks so bad to me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas they did a magnificent job of making the Insomniac version of Miles Morales' suit. Mm-hmm. Like, where he actually builds out his own suit. I think that thing looks slick as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. Why does Peter look so bad? He just has too many colors going on there. Get yeah. that white spider out of there. Yeah, I think they were just trying to do something so different from, yeah. like, all these, like, movie installments and comic installments. I, I didn't <laughs> mind it. I do like the, the blue and the white and the red highlights. I switch it out as soon as possible, dude. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, that's honestly the same with all of these games, though. Well, the these two games rather where it's like as soon as i can get the alternate suits yeah. i'm trying those on but I've, but I've had two years to sit on this and just really think and say like yeah. no nah, i don't like that suit uh, okay <laughs> but i like the miles morales suit i love that suit oh no i i love it yeah uh i actually is it too early to get into the suits no it is too early to get into the okay, suits. okay. We'll, we'll get we'll down, back to that we'll, the podcast within a podcast <laughs> suit down <laughs> the or suit cast. up it should be suit up oh <laughs> yeah. nothing suits them like a suit Ooh. Ooh, we okay. got a lot of good catchphrases. Let's just start that podcast. <laughs> um, so let, let's start with what Miles Morales does, right? Like we said, Peter Parker's swinging around the city. Uh, Miles is wearing basically his his Bobo costume. I guess Peter's excess costumes he just gives to Miles mm-hmm. or whatever, right? <laughs> and they get into a fight with um, the Rhino. Yeah, and which is a I, cool return. I like it because I mentioned this to you. I It doesn't feel like they're just recycling. It feels like, oh, it's a consistent universe. Mm-hmm. Rhino is a constant threat to him right mm-hmm. and in the first game peter always mentions like yeah my villains like tend to come back right mm-hmm. like i've had multiple fights with vulture and all the rest so it's cool to see him uh used and used in a really cool way later on in the game yes. one of the best boss fights in the game is actually with rhino yeah you get these kind of three boss fights in a row and he kind of is the start of it and it's like really cool how they bring him back because for like the majority of the game you quote think he's gone i was like i think he's gonna come back anyway yeah. but I, yeah, I like the way they use Rhino a lot, um, especially because I forgot about this, but Rhino is in the first game, and you do have a yeah. stealth mission with Miles where you're kind of sneaking around him. Mm. So to have him be like a return villain that you actually fight with Pete is really cool. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah, that, that opening segment is so 
awesome. Where and it's it like, shows off PS5 completely, yeah. by the way, because yep. you're smashing through a mall with mm-hmm. the rhino, like, riding his back as Miles, mm-hmm. and, like, running through Christmas trees in a mall and shit, and just the particle effects coming your way. I was like, whoa. Like, I was photo-moding that entire intro. It took me, like, an hour to get through the intro because I was doing photo mode every, like, three steps. That's the problem with these Insomniac games where I think my playtime doubles just because I'm always in photo yeah, mode messing like, around with, like, different filters yeah. and, and approaches. For me, it's the fucking zoom, right? I'm trying to get that FOV uh, zoom so, oh, yeah. like, the background's blurry, but everything's up front and nice. Yeah, that's You got I'm an at. artistic eye. I've I, seen some of your shots. I try, man. <laughs> I try. I should have been a photographer. What am I doing in fucking whatever? Anyway. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Miles kind of... He kind of fucks up in this intro segment a little yeah. bit and ends up, you know, blowing up some rocks on equipment. And <laughs> crashing a helicopter. And crashing a <laughs> helicopter. And Pete gets a little uh, roughed up. In fact, I'm sure that's why he was like, I need a vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, you know, Pete's still like, hey, man, but you you owned it. You still, like, saved the day at the end there. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but it messed up, Pete. You know, and it's a cool conversation. And mm-hmm. then right at that moment... It almost feels like the mentor just realizing, like, well, the only way you're going to learn is if I stop holding your hand. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, i got to tell you something. I'm going on a uh, workcation so I can bang out Mary Jane in crazy, yeah. crazy ways. Like, every, I'm going to web her up on the roof and just, yeah. go, ah, <laughs> just go ham on her, right? And, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? Why? What do you think he's doing? <laughs> That's true. He, you know, like he's probably doing uh what do you call when they do the the ropes all around oh, your shibari? body doing some spider-man shibari spider shibari right <laughs> spider shibari on mary jane honestly i i think probably having spider-man as a romantic partner makes sex so much more interesting because he can web her in all different sorts of positions yeah, yeah okay probably you have to be pretty flexible to keep up with pete let that's me tell true. you what <laughs> god damn well anyway he tells miles yeah you're new york's only spider-man and then mm. it's like you pop into this fucking amazing intro where, like, first of all, smash that song from the original game, by the way, mm-hmm. when you suit up and start swinging through the city. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> so there's a kind of parallel, and I think all the mediums do this really well, mm-hmm. like, across the original Spider-Mans, the comics, and then into the Spider-Verse, where, like, OG Pete, like, it feels more punk rock more yeah. DIY in that way. And then Miles focuses more hip hop. Cause like, yeah. you know, that's kind of his, he upbringing. makes beats, he makes music. He makes that's such beats. a cool thing about him. So to have that intro where it's like this kind of, um, I forget the name of the song, but it's very similar to like a song you would hear in into the spider. I think it's just called I'm ready. Well, that's the one that you use later on that oh, gets you really, that, yeah, that gets used like after the bridge sequence where him and Genki make that new refined suit. Ah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah. But that first like kind of hip hop opening is like really mm-hmm. dope too. Yeah. And God, it's, it's so cool. So much style, so much flavor. So one thing that I really like, a st- like a thematic thing that happens, I, again, I, gameplay is great. I want to talk about some of the story yeah. cause I think the story does a better job than some of the stuff in part one. Uh, Pete leaves Miles with a new suit, but it's still like a red and blue suit Mm. and it's like a little ill-fitting. Oh, I hated the way it looked. Yeah, it doesn't, it looks a little goofy, but it's also like symbolic too, which Mm. is like, here's him trying to say, here's how you be me, but Mm. it doesn't fit Miles. So he has, he makes his own thing Mm -hmm. because he learns, I have to do it my way, Mm -hmm. which is like the story beats you over the head with it, but it's Mm -hmm. like also like, hey, the theme Thank you, Sony, for the marketing is be yourself. Mm-hmm. And Miles has to do it his own way. So I really like that little little choice where it's like, mm-hmm. here's a suit that's kind of cool, but it doesn't fit you. Yeah. Right? I like that he has somebody in his corner the entire time, too, uh, with the Genki. character Genki, who yeah. is like kind of like the Ned from the movies. But... Uh, Ned is the Genki. Yeah, I was going to say, Genki is more of a known character. I hate this than... world <laughs> that Ned we created. Genki came first. Yeah. He was awesome, but he's exactly what Ned is from Spider-Man yeah, Homecoming. Exactly. It's so it's, it's, it's weird what they but, did. But I like that he has this sort of person in his corner like who is as smart and is on his level um where it's like oh okay this is a suit 
uh, Pete gave you for Christmas. Really cool. How can we kind of reconfigure it? How can we add like, you know, technology to it? How can we add an app to it? How can we like reverse engineer it? These kids make, make it me cooler? feel so stupid. Yeah. Like, are, is, is everybody uh, a 15 year old engineer these days? Like I have no Marvel job universe. skills. Yeah. Like, I've, I literally have no job skills except for being able to talk at people a lot, <laughs> right? What the fuck? Yeah, there, there's a scene but pretty early see- on where he's, like, trying to, like, hack into, like, one of uh, Pete's, like, um, what is it, like, simulation things. Oh, that's and, right. And the language he's throwing around, I'm like, this is fucking, like, IT language where you're like, yeah, oh, we gotta get in the, the bios. We gotta, oh, is that a kernel pop? And I'm like, what? Why don't you all just move to Silicon Valley? <laughs> fuck this place. Fuck New York. I, I mean, but to be fair, he is a Make bit of a prodigy, money. like, and, and that's kind of... Yeah. I gotta wonder if there's a dumb Spider-Man because like to see yeah it's Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Tobey Maguire is the stupidest Spider-Man in existence. Fuck, he couldn't web his way out of his fucking bedroom. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I he mean... puts on his mask backwards and goes, "Mary Jane, <laughs> so fucking where idiot. are you? Hate that guy." Mary Jane, Uncle Ben died. <laughs> Uncle Ben died. Oh, what'd you do to stop it, Peter? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> But to have Miles be, like, on the same level and be as smart as, as Pete, like, yeah. you know, that's just how it always was, but... They both love science, they're they both, both geeks, science. Oh and my they both... Yeah, they're very much, like, the same side of the same coin mm-hmm. is the funniest part, right? Which is cool, like, <laughs> when you can have that sort of protege be like that. Like, I know yeah. Pete has as a protege to so many other people. Yeah. Um, wait, how does that work? Is protege... You, when you're the protege, you are the one who is like kind of under the teaching of somebody. What right? are they called? Star Wars? Apprentice? Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. So Pete has been apprenticed to so many like teachers and professors. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like he, he can be that to uh, Miles is really cool because it's like, well, you guys are both super smart. Why not work together? There is a joke at the end of the game where it's like, hey, Pete, you ever think about being a teacher? And he goes, no. <laughs> and it's like, no, Pete famously becomes a teacher in most of the comics like he works at his school yeah which totally makes sense for him right (laughs) does he ever work at esu um what is that that's the university the state university that gets like the real thing maybe yeah i have no idea i figure they just make up every name right uh so to continue on with the story stuff so pete leaves right and then you really are just kind of you're in miles's world you're kind of with his family um you have rio morales who is a kind of local councilwoman who's trying to kind of run for like is it re-election or election for the first time I think it's the first time. Yeah. So you, you have that kind of whole, like, kind of leaning of, like, okay, this is his interplay, you know, with his with his mother, what she's got going on, and then his group of friends. And then kind of along the way, he discovers what is kind of a neighborhood conspiracy. Yeah. he and Pete kind of riff on about, where, like, he calls him at one point. He's like, hey, Miles, what's going on? He's like, uh, I kind of uh, stumbled upon this uh, conspiracy with, like, the underground and, like, this kind of faction of people. And around that, that's where kind of this new story kind of blossoms towards. Right. And you get kind of the sort of like unfolding of like here are these antagonists here are these characters that are going to interplay with uh miles i guess the the first big one being roxon they're kind of like the kind of visible enemy where it's like oh they're a corporation who's in the neighborhood they're coming through they're putting in new form reactors Mm -hmm. um they're fighting in opposition to kind of what a lot of what rio morales is trying to do in her kind of uh platform but then you get this opposition group to them who, who is known as like the underground led by the tinkerer and right. I kind of like the way they get introduced. Um, it doesn't feel like it's too much too soon. It feels like it's done in very like kind of clever doses. Yeah, this game focuses on like one or two villains yeah. rather than like here's seven or whatever. It, it tells a very focused yeah. story. I think that was the problem with the first one where it's like, okay, you had the focus of like, you know, you had Fisk. Doc Ock. You, you had Doc Ock. Yeah. And then you had the Sinister <laughs> Six. 
And when you had the Sinister Six, I don't even feel like you really got appropriate time with all of them. Yeah, they're window dressing. Yeah, it's like, here's a quick, like, kind of, not even a full fight. It's like, here's, like, a minigame segment fight with yeah. them. And that's it. That's about it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's not how I'd like this to happen. But I guess that's how it happens for Pete sometimes in the comics, where you have the main villain, and then yeah, the rest not are kind be of the just, thing. yeah, rotation Yeah, yeah, pieces. which makes sense. This one I like where it's like, let's let's give, like, uh, respect where it's due, right? And I, don't, I know nothing about the Tinkerer in the comics. I don't even know if it's the same character, but mm-hmm. uh, we are introduced to Finn Mason, who mm-hmm. was a childhood friend, and... I thought it was like a love interest situation, but at the end of the game kind of mentions like, especially with recordings from Miles' dad, mm-hmm. that, like you have a sister. You have a sister, Miles. That's a sister to you. Yeah, I don't and know. And I was if... like, oh, I want him to bang out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm ruined in my head. <laughs> I don't know if it was one of those platonic things because it definitely did feel romantic. It in did. Points. Like with the first time they meet where like they have what Christmas Eve dinner and like uh, Rio's like, oh, there's a special guest coming and Finn shows up. I got a sense of like, oh, there's something kind of going on right. here, but they also have like the long established history together. Yeah, so. I, I guess so. But that's pretty cool. Like she's been gone for a while and you don't know why. Yeah. And, and, you know, Miles has been busy with shit too. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody knows why <laughs> except for Genki. And uh, yeah, you're introduced in this cool segment. I just want to point out too, you have this um, kind of family dinner sequence mm-hmm. with Rio and Genki's there because I guess he doesn't have a family and, <laughs> and Miles and Finn and like you know they kind of slip into the role of like you know like they've known each other forever which is really cool mm-hmm. also there's a lot of character to that apartment you go back to that apartment almost like three or four times in the story uh-huh. and just walk around like with in civilian clothes yeah and like Miles has something new to say like About every time everything. you're there like he like as a story um unfolds mm-hmm. he gradually has like new thoughts he'll look at the same picture and just be like oh yeah. man things have certainly changed like things like that i which love is really that cool. there's a picture of like finn himself and mm. then rick mason who's finn's older brother and yeah. like yeah when he initially looks at it like he has nothing but positivity to say and then as yeah. the story progresses it's it's totally different i actually i really love walking through that apartment and actually that first like christmas eve dinner scene where rio's like hey like can you set the table and can you put on some music yeah Um, and you get to choose the music you get to choose the music (laughs) and you kind of have like three records to choose through and um you know one of them is it's a i think it's a charles mingus record that's like his dad's favorite record yeah um and if you put that on like you get to hear that like song moaning and like his mom reacts to it in really specific ways or you get to put on a dance album because i i I picked different ones based off of each playthrough yeah just to kind of see the variation i thought that was really really cool it's what was interesting yeah she does have a different reaction where like if you pick the album that is aaron davis's favorite which mm-hmm. is their uncle mm-hmm. like she goes oh hmm, i've yeah. heard this one in a while and it's like oh shit like it immediately yeah. calls a memory of like badness with the uncle yeah there's so much authenticity to the interactions and mm-hmm. like the just kind of humanization of this story which i really 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 like it it grounds it like even more than the first one you feel so like i'm a part of like a family environment yeah and everyone's keeping their own secrets <laughs> you oh, know I, I love that i love that insomnia kind of plays into that hand very heavily yeah. kind of subverting expectations some of it i saw coming to talk about i guess the tinkerer um that's what i was looking up when we transitioned from like high level to to this where i was like who was the original like tinkerer and it was this older white dude named phineas mason oh really yeah, that's so they, funny that's kind of like the thing that's that they funny. were like hey let's go ahead and see if we can maybe kind of turn this on its head a little bit and then right. in that you get finn mason who we 
get revealed is the tinker at some yeah, point. Yeah, I prefer this. Yeah, I like this a lot, actually. Yeah, the actress who, who plays Finn is awesome, too. Yeah. I did the face model for it, too. I looked it up, and, mm-hmm. like, you know, some of the characters uh, aren't, and mm-hmm. then some are. I'm just like, oh, shit. The entire voice cast is amazing. Oh, they knock it out. One of my favorites, actually, is Rio, which is surprising, because, like, she's kind of, she's a supporting character, but every scene she's in, she just owns and especially the ones where she interacts with like miles in really mm. heartfelt ways whether it's in the beginning or kind of later on after events unfold like you really kind of feel her emoting and her maternal love for him and it's yeah. it's really special the way they kind of portray it and it it doesn't stop there it's literally with all of them. whenever they have a phone call and miles is like obviously hiding the fact that he's being spider-man he's yeah. like oh I'm, I'm just running to the train and stuff like that at the end of every conversation they make sure to say like in spanish i love you yeah which is really cool i'm just like yo that's so that's authentic <laughs> i love that because like yeah being puerto rican is such a huge part of his identity it's who mm-hmm. he is and the fact that like they have these conversations where if you don't even have the the subtitles or closed captioning on they're just going to talk in Spanish. Yeah. And you're not going to know what the translation yeah, is. Yeah, it's so really good. Cool. And the <laughs> fact that she calls him Miho all the time, like, right. I don't know, I love it. And this game has to feel so special and so important to so many other people. Like, because this isn't, a, like, this isn't a game for me or you. Like, <laughs> I, dude, I had a moment, um, especially when you have a mission that ends up with you getting a new suit that's like a uh, black and yellow. And when you get it, you're in front of a uh, Black Lives Matter yeah. uh, mural in they New York City. The Uptown Pride suit? Yes, the yeah. Uptown Pride suit. And I was just like, dude, this matters, right? Mm. I'm sure there's a bunch of gamers who are like, why is it in here? And mm. I don't know, it, it doesn't do anything for the story. And I was like, it does something for somebody that doesn't have heroes like miles to hang out their hat on right mm-hmm. where like all of their media is a bunch of buff white dudes gunning down vietnam or whatever you know what i'm saying and then you have this thing and it's like it matters like they do it in such nuanced but special ways that i'm just like yo hats off to this because this feels this feels good it feels right mm-hmm. i really love that scene it feels more than just a comic book game Exactly. It feels like there's something more uh, at play here where it's like, wow, we're like one of the most high profile like video games out there has Mm -hmm. this level and degree representation. It matters. Mm -hmm. Right. Even if you think it's hokey, even if you like, you know, unveil it and go like, oh, it's a big corporate machine that's just driving forward these messages. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ten years ago, these messages weren't being driven forward in video games. Mm -hmm. Now they are. I respect the companies that are doing it, like Insomniac, like Naughty Dog, um, mm-hmm. you know, with like going through like those parts of Seattle and Lasso's part two, where it's like you're in Cap Hill and you see like the, you know, the pride flags everywhere. These games aren't made in a bubble. They're not making them in these like kind of environments that don't exist. Like they're based off of real life areas even if they are fictional so to have a new york that wouldn't have any of that wouldn't feel authentic exactly because new york is a melting pot of culture of identities of people so like the fact that it's there and elevated and the fact that insomniac was kind of like uh non-apologetic about it too it's like awesome like do this because like you're making games that like really matter and and if people are against it then fuck them go play your call of duty yeah dude (laughs) like whatever which also has representation now you can play as a non-binary uh war criminal (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so some companies get it right. Other companies are like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) So I guess speaking of now the the story and kind of getting into like some of the the villains, um, how how do you feel about kind of uh, the way it reconfigures some of the characters, how it reconfigures like Aaron Davis? Yeah, let's talk about Prowler. Yeah, let's talk about Prowler. Because when you meet him for the first time, you're doing like a side quest on like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man app. Which, Which I think is an amazing fucking, uh, yeah. first of all, it makes the story feel modern. <laughs> Two, it's actual gameplay mechanic. You remember how you were frustrated by the fact that you would have to like clean up uh, missions in the first game? Well, just like 
a countless slog of like gang right. activities. And, and you have to wait stuff. for them to randomly pop yeah. up. Now you can just say like, hey, make this happen right now so I can go fucking yeah. stop well, a runaway car. I like that it's broken into two tabs as well where it's like side quests and then gang activities. It's beautiful. It's really well done. It's really well done. I I, I can't believe. <laughs> also, uh, talking about a PS5 feature, mm-hmm. the quick the quick access feature i forget what it's called but like there's little cards that mm-hmm. tell you oh hey here's this side mission oh, yeah. if you press it you'll load inst- into it instantly mm-hmm. you don't have to navigate to it you don't have to swing to it it's there it <laughs> patrick klebick wrote an article saying that this feature makes open world games brutally efficient yeah and there's something to be said about like oh there's now efficiency to boring side quests mm-hmm. you know like if you're playing assassin's creed it's like cool now i can load in another kill <laughs> you know but it's like yeah I, I i like it i think it's pretty cool mm-hmm. right at least you can do it i can't imagine like having to develop around that feature that sort of pop-in feature with the cards i don't even know like how it's, that works. it's cool it's it's really neat and modern and i like the way a lot of these games well a lot of these games the three games i've played so far that are ps5 games are using them yeah. in really cool ways like astro's playroom does a good job at it but this one especially where it's like oh yeah if i'm working on a side quest or a main story mission go to the card hit square and boom you're there yeah you're there it's awesome it's interesting yeah anyway but <laughs> the prowler the prowler so you meet him on a side quest like you're saying and like even miles goes oh wait a second that's my uncle yeah what you meet it? him as spider-man yeah and he, he's just a civilian and, ju- and just like <laughs> in standard lore um uncle aaron is a little strange from mm-hmm. the rest of the family obviously there was some sort of big tiff between miles's dad mm-hmm. and his brother aaron and that's played up in this game but in traditional lore you know prowler is a bad guy he he's a power suited villain that mm-hmm. um is basically a mercenary for hire mm-hmm and comes into conflict with miles pretty much in every story and that kind of happens here but like it he's not like the primary villain he's not miles's foil much Mm -hmm. like he is in like into the spider verse or what what have you Mm -hmm. i like how they play it out where in fact prowler learns from miles over the course of the story yeah where he goes like oh shit my nephew's out here actually doing the work and kind of like his ideology mimics like what me and his dad used Mm -hmm. to have and that I kind of lost my way for. I wondered how they were going to clash in terms of ideologies. Yeah. And, like, the way they lean into it is really special. And the fact that, like, Miles' actions really changed the way he thought yeah. was... It's cool. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, you could have had this typical diversion point where they just don't agree. And, and then just they have become, to fight. And then they become enemies. Yeah. But the fights that the fight that they do have, like, later on is so nuanced and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was like, oh, any other medium would have handled this way differently right so. instead of him just trying to take out miles because he's being told to he's taking yeah. he's trying to take him out of the fight because yeah. he's trying to protect him yeah and it's such a cool emotional like what like yeah. I, like for this game which is a streamlined story mm-hmm. and like a mid quill to have like that much gravity to it yo i love what yeah. they did with the prowler oh no i he's I, fighting you because he loves you and he misses your dad yeah what? and he doesn't want you to suffer the same fate as his dad did which that's is, heavy i mean that's such a heavy theme in this game yeah. too like loss and death right. um you know even with um rio going to these rallies and getting like kind of the underground and Roxon coming in and kind of like doing these terroristic things that put her in peril he has he has that <laughs> same worry where it's like oh no i'm gonna lose my mom just like i you know lost my dad yeah and same thing with aaron like you know having known that he lost his brother you know in the front lines he was worried that he was gonna lose his nephew his right. young blood as he always calls him his young blood yeah uh god I, I love their interplay so much and the fact that he just knows too mm. where like you do the mission for him you come back and then he's like hey one other thing miles and like he gives him like this little like i think a 
subway pass yeah. with his name on it. And he's like, how did you know? And he's like, well, I saw you doing the fight with the Rhino. And like, you know, you were fighting the way that you used to kind of like move on the on the basketball court with me. He recognizes he his nephew. recognizes it. Family would recognize family. It's I love that so they cool. play on that. Where it's like, dude, you can't hide from me. You no. can't hide your you can't do a deeper voice. I know you're Miles. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny to me, dude. It's great. So let me let's let's dive into um the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. Um because I feel like the rest of the story stuff we can save to yes. towards the end with like the reveals. There's some shit I don't want to get into in yeah. the end because I think the ending is actually fucking great it's amazing it's very good yeah. but um so if you've played 2018 spider-man it's going to be instantly familiar to you the swinging is exactly oh, the same God. uh the combat is the same although i will say it is a few inches better um i won't say it's completely reconfigured mm-hmm. i think it is a little smoother in some elements but i've always thought of spider-man 2018's combat as being like passable not great okay right whereas like batman arkham is great that sure. one, that one, like, there's always something a little floaty to the combat, and the timing has always been a little off. Which okay. I've noticed is better when you play in a higher difficulties and have, like, less of a window to, like, mm-hmm. um, dodge and stuff. It mm-hmm. feels more accurate. Yeah, and the reaction times. Like, yeah. It, it feels like it kind of clicks when you need it to. I had a better time with the combat playing on spectacular difficulty than I did on normal, to be honest with you. Yeah, so I remember the first game being like, oh, God, mm-hmm. what was, what were you fighting? You were fighting... Uh, Sable agents, you're fighting like the That's demons, right. Martin Lee's the demons yeah, yeah. crew and Fisk men. And I feel like it was a lot of like peripheral damage and fights and all the stuff coming towards you all at once. And you had a, like a good like tool set to combat it, mm-hmm. but I feel like this mm-hmm. one's a lot more pared down and it works a lot better. Yeah. And you also like, you know, having the established like kind of combat kit is really cool. Having the gadgets that you have as well, like um, what do you have? You have the clones that you get, you have like the typical webbing, uh, gravity well and you have remote mines and yeah. the way you can kind of like seed those into your fights is really neat as well but then the venom attack which is like kind of the perfect tilting of the tides really where it's yeah. like if you feel like you're kind of like about to lose you can just pop down a venom attack and kind of just turn the tide in your favor yeah, again. so you either have a <laughs> bioelectric super punch that you yeah. can use on one enemy you have a um ground pound oh so good like an area of damage and then there's here's my favorite because like there's juggling in the game yes you can actually do an area juggle where like everyone in the circle mm-hmm. basically gets thrown up into the air so you can just start doing like air juggles against them, and then if you so have cool. it upgraded all the way you do like one hit kills on him basically yes which is really neat i don't know like that sort of like kind of aoe like wild card ability that like kind of lets yeah. you have the advantage immediately is so nice but the venom gauge is based off of like uh, a similar health meter basically mm-hmm. so like you have to charge it to a certain yellow segment i think by the end you have three of them right so you can use it to charge it or if you're low on health i think if you hit up on the d-pad it takes from that and replenishes your health yeah. which is nice yeah which is like similar to what um yeah. part one did but like the combat turns into this nice balance of you use your standard dodging and punching in order to build up your venom meter mm-hmm. to build up to these big attacks that mm-hmm. kind of start taking out these swaths of enemies because this game like the dlc yeah. from spider-man 2018 throws every enemy at you at once from the start it assumes that you've been playing nothing but spider-man <laughs> yeah. for two years and i'm just like i haven't though i haven't what are you doing to me yeah but at the same time the combat i think is way smoother in this one where like it's easier to pick up let me ask you since like the okay so like the hand-to-hand in the moment combat like the the dodging handies. yeah the handies if yeah, you yeah, will yeah. The, <laughs> the the spider handies the web mouthies um, the web mouth <laughs> the spidey shibari <laughs> the in the moment spider shibari is amazing 
But how do you feel about like some of the the more stealth segments? I love it. Where yeah, I think I actually preferred it in this game over the first one. Where I actually hated stealthing in the first. So hey, the the so there you know how there's the Pete training missions where a hologram Pete makes stupid jokes and <laughs> makes you try to get like uh you know the three medals yeah. on on whatever. You know, depending on what you need to do. I like those. I like those. There's one that you hated, which was you have to like... Save hostages. Save hostages within like a minute and a half. And that actually trains you how you should be doing stealth, which Mm. is don't just like wait for opportunities. Fucking pierce those opportunities yourself. Mm. Where I was doing things like jump up in the wall, web up this guy, throw down like one of your gadgets to electrocute these guys, Mm. do a backflip to like jump onto a light pole, like and do this sequentially. Like don't even do it where it's like, let me wait for them to stand under the right place. And so when you have that mythology of like having to be do quick takedowns and always moving it becomes mm-hmm. way more fun i think like his his suite of like stealth moves is really cool like the kind of the ceiling takedowns the wall takedowns webbing up people feels webbing. so good or man. even like kind of distracting them to a point to where you can like set a trap up for them is really awesome yeah or if you are kind of like fast and loose with it like i kind of was at times you have a camouflage ability which is yes. really neat um so you can actually like kind of camouflage in and do kind of like backup sneak attacks on people uh-huh. for stealth kills where and then i'm like stealth out I was yeah. like, that's so cool. It's so, really, really cool. Yeah. Like, it, it makes the stealth, like, easier and better. Yeah. So it definitely feels like a cool, like, take on what Arkham did uh-huh. in terms of its stealth suite. I I love the stealth in this game. I don't think there's much wrong with it, right? I think mm-hmm. it's the one big thing is um you can't depend on the idea of, like, hiding in shadows and stuff. You yeah. have to depend on, like, just uh, manipulating their sight lines mm-hmm. and distracting enemies out of the way for yourself. Well, I like, too, that this game isn't like, hey, if you fuck up the stealth, you're done. Yeah, you have to fight everybody. Like, a lot of games are like that where it's like, oh, stealth mm-hmm. is how you were meant to play it. No, you could play it one of many ways, which yeah. is really cool. It's got that uh, open world agency. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's why open world games is, are the best. I Better I, than other video games. I you ever got really, a war? Sucked. No open world. Hey, it had a closed circuited open world. And what ah, you say, right, it's good. Save Room is closed circuited open that world. That is true. That's true. Um, speaking of the open world approach, I really like a lot of how it its design principle is in terms of like the side quest, um, finding collectibles, swinging around the city, having that kind of agency to drop in, drop out of things is really neat. The swinging feels fucking incredible. I could spend my whole day just swinging. Like, I feel like yeah. even after the fact, I'm just going to pop in remastered or this game around just to get that, that joy of just swinging between oh, buildings. Yeah. Um, I like what they have you do within the world. Granted over time, it kind of evolves. So you have standard collectible stuff you have, which are like the time capsules, which are like uh, kind of a memento item between you and Finn, which is really nice. Um, you have the underground caches for like, um, upgrading your stuff, which is really cool too. Mm-hmm. They're usually in like kind of these hidden underground. Well, the underground is the faction. So they're like yeah. in their underground zone. And they, they took out all like the puzzles from the first game, yeah. like the, which were kind of a bog down to be yeah. honest with you. Cause like, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm Spider-Man and I'm swinging and I'm beating up to now I'm solving now a new puzzle puzzle. <laughs> now I have cool. to do a Bioshock one, uh, electricity e- puzzle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this one is more like, Hey, uh, thing. Things are hidden and you know it's there, mm-hmm. but you got to like, you know, web things out of the way to go find a cache or whatnot, yeah, which it's, is pretty cool. It's super, super clean and, and, and quick, which, you know, it kind of has to be. Clean and quick is the um, style here. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other collectibles you get later on. You get mm-hmm. these kind of samples for making beats with Uncle Aaron, which is really nice. It was it was interesting, but a little frustrating. Yeah. 
I mean, I like the idea of that that kind yeah. of side thread, but yeah, it was kind of stupid frustrating. I like the story element to it more so yeah. than like, so you have to like stand in the exact right location to sample the right sound mm-hmm. from the right distance. Yeah, there's usually like three in an area and only one of right. them is right. And I was so confused because it was like, wait, I have an example recording. Why don't you just use the example recording if you like it so much? Yeah. Why right. are you making me re-record the same sounds? I, did I miss some line of dialogue for why I need to do this? It's the nostalgia. It's the memory of it all. You got you you gotta be there miles you gotta you gotta feel what me and your dad did but i like that side quest overarching theme yeah. of like hey you know aaron's like distract yourself from being spider-man for a minute and the hardships do this thing that's gonna reconnect you with like one your love for music and pro- production and two we're gonna tell the story of like what happened between me and your father which is really special i don't know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah and then, then the ending of that one is pretty good too oh the ending of that one is so good he like he almost cries yeah cries in his little spider suit there, there's another one that happens later on which I mean, I could just say it now. The postcards mm-hmm. is really great. Like that post game uh, side quest of like finding postcards that your dad left everywhere as kind of like, well, it's supposed to be a birthday present. It's supposed to be a birthday present, and it's yeah. like it's kind of this like really heartfelt love letter between the two characters, and it it choked me up by the end where I was like, God damn, yeah, God damn Jefferson, yeah Jefferson Davis, <laughs> God damn. What what was your favorite part about the open world in comparison to the first game? Damn, that's a good question. Yeah. I would say it it seemed to use the open world in different ways like even ways that like i <laughs> so the one um traversal mission that you had to do in central park mm-hmm. i remember like playing spider-man one like you, you go to central park a few times even beat up thugs and stuff there but like mm-hmm. there isn't anything to like really get you to feel like the the geography of it yeah whereas in this one it's like you get real intimate with like the level because you have to like get better and better at you know uh swinging through these rings and get there quicker and quicker mm-hmm. and i feel like the game makes the most out of its environments a lot of ways like that mm-hmm. even like little encounters like where they set up some of the sneaking missions for the story where it's like, here's snipers up here and stuff. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, it's making me like actually go around this map and like learn yeah. to like how to get around it and stuff. And I'm just like, damn, it's it's using New York, like really like utilizing the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, because in the first game where there might have just been a backpack there, here's a yeah. different arena for Miles to use, which is... yeah. Yeah, like, how do you make the same place feel different and new in a second take? And right. Like, they managed to do it. That That's the thing that amazed me. I was just like, there's even one um, gang hideout, I guess for the underground, that's mm-hmm. exactly in the same location as one of the demon hangouts. Mm-hmm. And they use it in such a diverse and cool way or of, like, where the enemies are positioned and stuff mm-hmm. that I even forgot that it's the same place. Or even, the, actually, I like the fact that they story that away where it's like, oh, why would we revisit this place that was already, like, kind of taken down in the previous game? Yeah. Oh, it's because this new gang is just moving in to yeah, Fist territory. They're taking all of Fist territory. <laughs> so, they're using his assets and such, yeah. which is such a cool, cool way to do about it. I, yeah. I really appreciate how they do the um, the the underground in this one. There are a bunch of fucking technophiles that yeah. are trying to like you know prove a point. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. which is interesting. And Finn is just using that group as like a means to an end. She isn't even like the leader, even though like you assume that she is. Mm. Uh, she's, is she not? She's treated as if she's the leader, uh, okay. but she's just like, yeah, I'm just using them as a means to an end, basically. Okay. Which is, um, we find out in the story, coming back to the story, is that her, her big brother, Rick Mason, is killed by the Roxxon Corporation. By Mr. Simon Krieger himself, played by Troy Baby Maker Baker. Right. Troy Baker, who <laughs> is just doing a Troy Baker voice. Like, he isn't really doing anything special beyond he's just so showing up. good in it, though. Like, yeah. He does such a cool, nuanced villain. Probably because he's, like, he's doing, like, a, like this 
tech elite voice where i'm just mm-hmm. like yeah you either talk like this in real life because you live in la or or you just know en- enough people that sound like this to yeah. do the voice right um yeah so he's one of those bad guys that acts like a good guy at first kind mm-hmm. of thing it's it's a trope right mm-hmm. where he's like hey i got spidey baby you're doing great work da, da, yeah. da. and then later on he's just like oh i'm actually a sociopath i'm gonna kill all of you and it's gonna be funny <laughs> that kind of thing yeah because we don't care about harlem fuck this neighborhood yeah, yeah fuck this neighborhood i want to get rich that's he basically says like that's the only reason that he's doing something where it's like hey money the, there's a scene where he articulates that point and he's like you know what it smells like it smells like money baby and like the way <laughs> yeah. he delivers that line is like it's sinister and it's just like well delivered it's like god damn okay it smells like money yeah but like he he is like well what do we call like a, a bonus villain almost right mm-hmm. like you think he's the main threat he ain't it mm-hmm. really is the um the kind of warfare between finn and miles at a certain mm-hmm. point where they come from similar places they have the similar ideas. It's almost like the Doc Ock Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, kind of um, foil system that they got going on. Mm-hmm. What's the word for that? Counterpoint? Yeah, I think you did that. Counterpoint yeah, foil. Like yeah. a counterpoint for each other. And it's the same thing. But Finn is just like, cool, I'm going to murder some people, though. <laughs> right? Like, that's where she comes down with. Honestly, I lost the point of her intention over time. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, why do you really need to murder people? Well, no, she wants to blow up the rocks on building to yeah. make, like, a message. And she was like, no, it'd be fine. The building's going to be evacuated. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. And Miles is like, if you do blow it up, yeah. it's going to, like, launch all of their fucking Neoform all over New York, killing everybody. Yeah, and she wouldn't see reason to that because, like, she just didn't think he yeah. was being honest. It, yeah i know it's always the same thing with villains where it's just like now you're just being irrational ain't you mm-hmm. but that's kind of the point they wouldn't be a villain if they weren't being irrational in some sort of way right mm-hmm. um and then it just comes down to this like blow for blow between each other where you think they start to help each other even mm-hmm. knowing each other's secret like she finds out he's spider-man because he tells her mm-hmm. and you in, know. A, in a really crazy way too where he's trying to sabotage this plot that they have to get the new form and then bring it to the new Roxxon Plaza and he ends up like kind of doing this pursuit of her which is like a really cool gameplay segment and then they kind of fight their way up this building and she's about to just destroy him yeah and he like lifts up his mask she's like give me one reason I shouldn't kill you and he's like because my mom would be really upset yeah exactly (laughs) and like that reveal is really really cool and um yeah there are those parts after where you think they're gonna work together but she still is kind of like she has the bullseye of her target like she's begree uh I guess. She's begret. She's begrieved and begrudged against Roxanne, really, <laughs> yeah. in terms of like you know what happened to her brother Rick, and she just wants revenge at right. any cost. That's absolutely it. Yeah. And all right, Ellie. Yeah, I know, and, and it, it kind of well. First of all, speaking of Last of Us, it, oh. it does this ultimate thing where it basically does the museum scene from The Last of Us, but it does it better. Yeah, at the Oscorp Science Center. <laughs> yeah, so, I like that scene a lot. So like you. You go to like the end of the game where you have this one big arena at the Oscorp Science Center where you you fight all of these fucking villains mm-hmm. and you're there. You're like, this is going to be the last mission. Even the game warns you like, there's no turning yeah. back now, Miles. And you get into it. And when you walk into the museum, the first thing that happens is you have this extended flashback to where you're a normal person hanging mm-hmm. out with Finn on basically a science date. Yeah, again, it's the, a cute science date. Again, the sisterhood thing doesn't. I don't. That doesn't yeah. fly. With me. I feel like they're <laughs> they're meant for each other, right? <laughs> anyway, and you go around and you could take your time and look at every exhibit and they make jokes and Mm -hmm. stuff and they even solve a little puzzle together to Mm -hmm. break into the back of the place so that they can see their own um i guess their display yeah their science their science project i forget if it was just for a science fair or what it was actually for uh they ended up winning yeah they won something where yeah and then it was on display in Mm -hmm. a coveted Mm -hmm. part of the museum what was it was it a mini like replica of a reactor i forget i forget what it was 
an energy something an energy something they say it together i yeah. forget i can't i can't speak nerd yeah man. But they're pretty nerdy and, and cute in tandem together yeah they love it and then we get this this whole sequence where it's just like a like a tug on the heartstrings right because you're like oh this is gonna come to a bad way i'm seeing this because it's gonna go badly i like the way they do it though do it's it just great. such a cool narrative tool of like okay let's take them back to because like we don't get to see them you know in when was that middle school yeah uh together and it, like it's really heartfelt and i like the moment too uh, it's kind of sidebar where you run into pete and otto and yeah, they're where they're where the um the memory alloy is that they end up using to make Otto's like kind of tentacles and suit, mm-hmm. with, which I was like, that's really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it and inspires them to do it. And they didn't know each other at that point, Pete and Miles. So it's like an interesting like kind of bump in exchange where it's like, oh hey, sorry, and then just to know like years later that they're gonna work together. Everyone's is, is fate cool. is intertwined. Yeah, almost true. like a a web. Oh, of no. sorts. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I love that it's like, yeah, it's exactly that museum part from The Last of Us Part Two that they did four times in order to, like, really drill home how emotional <laughs> the game is. And they only had to do it once in Spider-Man. <laughs> That's true. Once, and they did it better. <laughs> I don't know that they did it better. But I know they, they did. They I was did there. It, they did it leaner. The first <laughs> fucking museum scene in The Last of Us yeah. is beautiful that's like probably the top five moments of this year is there like a me. like a dart gun mini game that happens there too in the last of us last of us that's yeah. later that's, that's in, later that's in the oh. seattle aquarium okay well they do it that they do that four times yeah. I, so the seattle aquarium oh part, sorry so the aquarium part happens four times yeah. and the museum is once is once okay the, the museum scene with joel and ellie where they go to like mm, for her birthday okay that scene's gotcha. amazing that is an amazing yeah, scene you can't i can't diminish no, that no, i am no, diminishing no. the aquarium yeah one. I was like, the aquarium one sucks, and they did it four times. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Well, toe for toe. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. These these museum parts that go up against each other. Listen, <laughs> guys, each other. if you want to vote on this, add us. At Save yeah, Show. Us. Let us know which museum scene was better. <laughs> From a Sony exclusive in 2020. <laughs> How, why, why does that happen to Sony exclusives? They all end up doing like the, the same, same thing. thing at some some part or portion. I mean, it's, it's weird because like games aren't developed in a bubble a lot of these games are developed alongside of each other yeah, so i'm not hanging out going like what are you doing with your last of us sad simulator and it's like <laughs> well that sounds like a good idea for miles morales no we got a museum people are gonna love it people are gonna love it yeah. they're gonna cry their fucking hearts out because everything ends up bad and then brian inthar is like oh yeah 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 I, let's I, make him cry yeah let, let's do that two minutes before the, the final <laughs> boss fight so the escalation to that that moment is is really really great because like you have these moments with you know finn and miles where they're trying to reconcile and kind of you know work together and then that kind of goes topsy-turvy they end up getting captured by roxon you have that really cool fight with uh the rhino yeah and that kind of like upgraded red armor suit it's amazing which is a cool like kind of co-op fight where you're both kind of fighting them together Mm. I love it. I love the way they do like these dynamic like kind of group fights. Yeah, you could do takedowns with her. Yeah, which is great. It's really cool. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> but you know, things take a uh, sour turn right after. Yeah. Where she's like, "I'll fucking kill you, Miles. I'll kill. I'll strangle you, Miles." That scene's intense where yeah, she like beats him down in the subway tunnel. Yeah, I was like, Jesus. And then Christ. after that part, I think that's where Rio finds out that he's Spider Man. Uh yes. Yeah. Which is also I love that. <laughs> This has been happening in new Spider media, by the way, because mm-hmm. like old Spider-Man shit would be like nobody gets to know who Peter Parker yeah, just is. Just one person. Yeah, just one, just one, one person. person. Probably Mary Jane. Yeah. Either either you're fucking him or you made him. <laughs> Something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just like yeah, let everyone find out. Marissa Tomei knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, fucking Rio knows. Everyone knows Spider-Man. It just happens. It's it's hard to keep a secret in the information age. That's right? true. <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? So I, but I do like that because she was just like, oh, that makes sense. Like after like a few seconds, like, oh, that's why you've disappeared. I thought you were being like an asshole. Yeah. And then, and then like, it's so funny. They have a similar line. So when she's having the rally that Mm. gets interrupted by the underground Mm -hmm. earlier in the game, Miles says to her, like, you could have died during that. And she's like, well, you know, we don't give up. Our family doesn't give up. Mm-hmm. And then she says a line to him when she finds out he's Spider-Man. It's like, you could have died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just like, I love that there's this mirror image of, like, how you guys view each other. Where it's like, no, you do understand you're, like, the same person, right? Yeah. You're not going to give up, no matter what. That's your whole thing. And the scene where, like, that same scene where he she compares him to his father. Mm. I was like, god damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's some tough, good stuff right there. <sighs> And that's an interesting dynamic. I like I like her knowing mm-hmm. because it also makes this universe feel like it's not just going to be serialized like storytelling mm-hmm. where it's like oh we're just going to you know keep on mining this well. Yeah, there feels like Insomniac is setting up like this kind of um, plot line where there are going to be beginning and middle and endings for these characters in different ways, mm-hmm. right? So I I think that's going to end up in a cool way, right? Um, and they didn't kill Rio, unlike Aunt May finding out. <laughs> I always forget that Aunt May dies in that game she for dies. whatever reason. She's fucking nice. Yeah. She gives up. <laughs> She's like, hey, you're doing a good yeah. job, Pete. <laughs> good night. I, you did everything you could for Feast. Now it's in yeah. your hands. And that wasn't that a moment where she was like, oh, I always knew you were Spider-Man. What the fuck? You think you can lie to Aunt May? Mm. You think you can lie to me? And then she <laughs> dies. <laughs> Aunt May is omnipotent. <laughs> You'll never be able to hide from me. <laughs> wow. Spider-Man, the ghost of Aunt May. I like the idea of like Aunt May just being like a sentinel from X-Men and just like tracking all that he does. She comes back. Oh, speaking of, another aside. There is an X-Men reference uh, in Miles Morales. Apparently, Finn and Miles went to go see Dazzler live, ah. by the way. So confirmation that X-Men are in the spider insomniac by Marvelverse. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's another kind of Easter egg with that too, with um, the mm. Wakandan flag. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Wakanda's. Is the, they even mentioned that actually in dialogue, going mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I remember the Wakanda exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that it's all connected. I would love to think that they're building towards a greater insomniac, like Marvel universe. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, Avengers to... fucked that up. Yeah, yeah, Avengers really fucked that up. <laughs> God damn. I, I still am holding out, um, not hope, but I I think we're going to see Insomniac Spider-Man in Avengers. I know they said it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be him, but like, actually now now I'm conflicted. I think it's an obvious move that mm-hmm. they should do, especially with the Sony exclusivity. But on the other hand, how would Sony feel about this fucking like, you know, losing horse, mm-hmm. putting like your famous character in this losing horse game and having that like attributed to that verse. Yeah. And, and then like, you know how their average gamers or I don't know, casual gamers would be like just connected immediately mm-hmm. and be like, Oh man, Marvel really fucked up on this. And it's like, it's not Marvel. It's like, there's two mm-hmm. different studios. Yeah, there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. It's the same thing that everybody was yeah. like, why does this product good? Why does this product bad? <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, yeah. so maybe they don't want to do that. I don't know. Fair. Fair. Would you want to see it? Do I want to see Marvel yeah. Spider-Man in Avengers? I mean, of course, but I just feel like to keep the IP separate, they probably won't. Yeah. Or just not to cross-pollinate like something that isn't doing well with something that's doing phenomenally well. Mm-hmm. Like even the the Reddit for Avengers was making jokes about like, uh, yeah, the fandom as soon as <laughs> Miles Morales came out, just fucking jumping ship, showing like people like uh, jumping on the lifeboats away from Avengers. <laughs> it's true. 
it's a good ass game even if it's only like you know takes you like a day or two to beat right that's true it's good shit i mean i don't care about that argument of like oh a game's only worth something if it's like 80 hours long get get away from that mindset that mentality there's nothing wrong with the shorter experience Mm -hmm. some of the better games i played in the last few years have been leaner you know yeah although like i've never been all in on like these open world odysseys that take 100 hours to beat i know Mm -hmm. there's merit to those games but sometimes i just kind of want to see a finish line right I think as we get older, that's going to be something that we want more and more to just mm-hmm. be able to finish a game rather than say like, oh, I need to dedicate like 120 hours mm-hmm. to like see this fully through. Yeah. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with an evergreen no. game. I just noticed like consistently if I people around our age group are just like, no, I want this game to be fucking over. Like, I just want like a done, like a done story. What was one of my complaints with 2018 Spider-Man where I'm just like, oh, I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over just for yeah. padding and this game doesn't mm-hmm. do that and I appreciate it because it knows not to waste the player's time. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I'm split brain about that. I liked Spider-Man so much where I was like, yeah, give me more reasons to stay in this world even if it is padding. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine doing the same, you know, gang fights, I guess, mm-hmm. over and over. But yeah, I could see that where it's like, okay. Especially if you're interrupting the golden path with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? I feel like this game does a good job of, um, especially when I played New Game Plus, you don't have to engage with like a lot of those activities. Mm-hmm. You can just like, whoosh, right through the story. I still did because I think both games do it where you'll have the main story beats that you need to hit, but like the character, Peter or Miles will be like, I should swing around the city real quick and kind of see if anybody needs my help. Mm-hmm. So you have these kind of like in-between missions that are, you kind of need to do. And I actually liked on the New Game Plus getting to replay some of them because I like some of the side quests a lot, but I definitely wasn't going to spend my time like, you know, doing all the simulations or fighting through every like, you know, underground rocks and facility. Yeah, like, no, I wasn't going to no, do that. There's no reason. But I did get to replay like one of my favorite missions, which is mm-hmm. there's kind of this escalation for the side quests before we get back to like kind of the main story conclusion, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, where, you know, Fisk's, Fisk is back in a really interesting way. He's orchestrating. He has his gangs back out there setting up like kind of new places and stealing resources from Feast and kind of fucking up the city. Um, and it leads to this kind of uh, story with one of the local characters, Haley, who's like this deaf street artist, which I love the interplay with her in every step of the way. Like their interactions are really, really cool. Yeah. Seeing them sign with each other, seeing their interplay, seeing them... Seeing Miles kind of be like, yeah, she's kind of fly. Like, I want to kind of see more of her oh, and yeah, kind yeah. of, like, be flirty she about it. She has, like, too. street art and stuff, and he's just yeah. like, oh, hey, what's going on? Yeah, where they're doing, she's doing the mural of Spider-Man, and he's like, hey, leave room for the other guy. Like, I, th- I think you're going to want to leave a, sp- a spot for the other Spider-Man. And then later on, like, he gets updated to that mural. I think that's, like, the nerdiest line he's ever said, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's, like, the first thing that happens in the game, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah, where he's walking <laughs> through the city with his headphones in, and he's, like, kind of helping in kind of small ways. Yeah. 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 Or, no, that, that's all fine. Yeah. Literally, that line is just corny as fuck leave room for the other guy yeah you might as well just be like hey leave room for me i'm the spider guy that's not spider-man he's still corny like that's the thing like <laughs> yeah he's, he's corny he's as a fuck. high schooler with corny lines and even pete is sometimes mm. corny it's just kind of like the, and i love the so, charm of them he loves peter parker yeah like when you go through all of like uh pete's pre-recorded like training missions miles will have a bunch of lines going like man this guy's a genius or like oh he's so funny <laughs> just like dude. i'm surprised he doesn't have a pete poster like above yeah, his bed he fucking idolizes <laughs> peter parker it's the funniest thing dude and I, I like that interplay because um if you remember miles morales's introduction was in the ultimate comics mm. peter parker was already dead yeah that that was like the big thing we never got those interactions so it was always cool when the comics would be like hey here's an other verse story or mm-hmm. like here's this I really love that this universe is setting up that, no, there's two Spider-Men. Mm-hmm. They, they are together, they work in tandem, and they interplay with each other, rather than it be like this split thing where it's like there's always a dead Spider-Man. Yeah. And 
Miles is having to figure it out completely alone, mm-hmm. which is a sadder story. Spider-Verse yeah. is sadder. Spider-Verse is sad. It's really sad. Like, I, as much as I love Into the Spider-Verse, it's just like, damn, the fact that it took like another Pete from another dimension coming in to like really yeah. get him on path. A it doesn't need, shit Pete, it doesn't need to be way. that way, you know? A bad Pete. He wasn't even like the best Pete. He was a bad Pete that showed up. Was that Peter B. Parker? Yeah, Peter B. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Spider-Man extraordinaire. So I guess that's kind of a quick thing that I, I want to talk about too, where yeah. it's like this game could have done a lot of the same things that Into the Spider-Verse did. Granted, they were probably developed around the same time or, you know, at least maybe in tandem here and there, right? Because yeah. I, I like to think that maybe some of this game was being put together while that movie was coming out. So it's like, how do you like, you know, do your own unique thing? And like, I think they're still very unique properties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they still have the same approach of Miles being like this kind of like kid who wants to prove himself and, you know, loves hip hop and has this culture about him and everything, but they do very different things for the character. Yeah. You know? And I love the fact that, yeah, there's two Spider-Man. Like you don't always have to have this dead mentor approach. You know? Yeah. You don't have to do that, which I like um, that th- this is here. And it, it leaves a lot of questions for what part two is going to be right mm-hmm. for the next Spider-Man game. Like, I don't think there's any reality where you don't get to play as miles again. Mm-hmm. That needs to happen. Oh but yeah. How does that interplay work between going from spider prime to spider boy, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. And are we going to introduce more spider people? Lots of questions. Yeah. Who knows? We'll get into that towards we'll the end. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the climax of the story, the the kind of yeah. uh, butting of heads between Finn and, and Spider-Man. How did you like that last kind of like scene? I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that last I thought, fight and everything that kind of transpires. Like the fight was pretty decent. It was really more the aesthetics of the fight that kind of were mm-hmm. extreme. Like when she's like blasting through parts of that office, mm-hmm. the way it explodes, I was just like, this is pure next gen. Yeah. You're in like, holy the, shit. You're in the rocks in... I forget which building that is. It's like is. the HQ. It's the yeah. one that's in Harlem. Yeah. And then you, you fall through like that last layer and there's kind of like a, what looks like a digital layout of the city that you're fighting on top of. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is fucking cool. This is really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then it, it all leads up to, you know, the, the final sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Which like, I didn't quite see that coming mm-hmm. in the moment that I figured out what was going on. So like peter absorbs all the fucking sorry not peter better peter miles miles absorbs all of like the energy from like whatever you know the new form reactor the new form reactor actually so he does that a lot in this game yeah how is is he not how is he not a walking time bomb i don't understand well because like he ends up exploding it out yeah (laughs) but this one is like the biggest (laughs) reactor so he absorbs it all in and it's fucking killing him basically and he's like i gotta pop man (laughs) and finn recognizes it immediately and she's like man i kind of did all this this is my fault Mm -hmm. right so she fucking takes her suit, patches up her little booties, mm-hmm. and fucking grabs him and does, like, a power rum up the side of the building mm-hmm. and, like, into the atmosphere. The moment that I, like, saw what she was doing, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, like, like, my heart sank Like, you her. knew only one of them was coming out of that alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. The let go moment. Oh. <sighs> Harsh. That, that whole scene, like, leading up to it where, like, she sees kind of the error of her ways and she sees kind of what happened with Rick in that moment to Pete. She's like, no, I can't lose him the way I lost my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, that that moment of I'd rather it be me than him. You right. Know, is so, it's conflicting and it hurts and it's it's kind of a, a move out of love. God damn it. And that, that last scene of them together is like what I imagine would be like an alternate comic book cover where they're kind of suspended in like, you know, that space and you see the electricity around them and they're holding each other. And I'm like, this is really like beautiful. It was emotional. It was super emotional. They did such a great job. And then he drops back through the atmosphere and fucking hits the ground. (laughs) Yeah. He hits the ground so hard that he looks like he can't be anything but super dead. (laughs) 
And I like the way they make him look in that moment where like his suit is tattered and he looks like mm-hmm. he's like on the brink of death and like right you know, and his mom is there and like um half of harlem is half of is harlem there for is some there. reason yeah and everybody kind of sees in the moment that like oh this new spider-man is just a kid by the way if you think that's unrealistic that that a fucking reactor is going <laughs> off with a beam of dangerous energy going to the stratosphere and people would surround it mm-hmm. uh look no further than chernobyl yeah where people fucking were just like what's that light and totally <laughs> got like a mouthful of radiation it, that happens <laughs> What is okay? So we talked about what mouth weapon feels like. What do you think mouth radiation tastes like? So, have you ever been in a pool? Yeah, and they have that like light at the bottom of it, like mm-hmm. a public pool with a big old light that they turn on at night. Yeah. If you ever swam to it and opened up your mouth, you get like a blast of like metallic, like weird taste. I've done this. This has happened to me. I imagine it's like that, like just like weird metal taste coming into your mouth from a heat source. What do they call it in it with the the lights? Mm. Uh, oh, the strobes, the, um, the deadlights. The deadlights. The I deadlights. imagine it's just like that, where it's like, oh, just you deadlights. open your mouth and they get deadlighted <laughs> by this nuclear reactor. Yeah, so, like, the next Spider-Man should be, like, ever, the guy at the bodega, dead. <laughs> Half the community just gone, blasted from Neoform or whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, the dude, Miles is unmasked, and, like, cops show up, and somebody is just like, oh, get his mask get his on. Mask. His mom puts his mask it's on. It's this handoff of, like, all the people right. that you've had side quests with, too. Like, yeah, Gloria, so Haley, cool. like, all of them. Uh, the guy with the spider cat yep. that you inevitably unlock as a costume where you can hang out. T.O.? T.O. Yeah, T.O. Yeah, and the, I guess the cops or reporters are like, did you see who it was? Mm-hmm. Well, who is he? And they're like, that guy? That's our Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's like this, it, it's so effective, even though it's the same moment from Spider-Man 2, the train scene yeah. that we've gotten repeatedly throughout the movies <laughs> and media, it still works every time. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, sure, it's a one-trick horse, but I love that horse. I'd ride that horse into a horizon. That's, that's <laughs> a know? great horse. <laughs> I love that. This this story hits so hard. I, I don't know why. I think I prefer it to the first game. And I love the first game story. I thought it was a great, like, MCU-ization yeah. uh, of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? Um, but this one just works on so many different levels, and I think its brevity only serves it. Mm-hmm. Its gameplay is too fantastic. Like it's it's like crack playing this game. Oh yeah, it's like you're immediately like, oh, this feels great. So the fact that like I platinumed it, and now I'm just like, but I want to play it more. Yeah, and to the point where I'm just like, all right, I could just download remastered and just play that because I want to feel that like sensation. You yeah, know? you don't want good games now. I don't get a lot of dopamine these days, but this game mm. gave me dopamine for like a know. week straight fucking it's a joyride man and absolute joyride i i probably could have beat it and platinum it in like a very same kind of short two day yeah. window that you did but i was like i want to savor this oh i savored it i just didn't sleep very much yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a great time so where do we go from here what do we want to talk about do we want to talk about suits <laughs> do we want to suit up real quick yeah let's talk about the suits dude because much like barney stinson from how i met your mother Nothing suits Spider-Man like a suit. I want you to shoot webbing in my mouth so I can suffocate in this moment. <laughs> Why? Because you hate How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I fucking much. hate that show. <laughs> you know, reference right. that in, in, in my house? <laughs> so talk to me about these suits because yeah. there are less of them than the original game. I think there's like yeah. 19 in total. And, the, and there's less of my like, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of suits in this game that are just like, eh, I'm not really feeling this, but... Well, um, well, let's start with the worst. What was your least favorite? What was the least favorite? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Um... What is it called? The final stand one? Or the final... Oh, the, the, end? the end suit where he's wearing camo pants? That one hurts me specifically because I like the upper body. I love Spider-Man yeah. wearing a jacket. I love that for some... Or I like love the cut-off hoodie. 
I love the yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing. And then having like his normal spider pants, <laughs> but the, the camo, the camo like pants throw off that entire suit for me. How did you feel about this one? Because I really didn't like this. The strike suit, the strike suit where he looks like a fucking manga character. <laughs> yeah, I hate that one too. I hate that one. I think I was playing it in like Vargi saw it and he was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, no, it's no, not. no, no I, it's I not. actually didn't like that suit at all. Um, there's like a, like the homemade spider suit as well. That feels like derivative. This, it lo- well, looks like the suit that was in um, Far From Home. Yeah. I'm just no, like, Homecoming, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, I'm no, thinking, no, 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 no. We're thinking of Civil War One. I'm As thinking, if there's a two. <laughs> I'm thinking of the homemade suit where it has the goggles on it. Yes. Yeah. And like the ski mask. So that was like in Civil War. And I think he put it back on in Homecoming. Okay. And then he has the one that's the black suit that has goggles, mm. which is also in Spider-Man 1. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that one or no. the initial suit that's, that Pete gives you, that kind of saggy like Spider-Man The saggy suit. weird one where it's like, oh, what is this Ben Riley's cousin suit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't but, know about that one. I mean, so yeah, there's like a handful that I really didn't like, but yeah. there's like... Some I, bodacious ones. I love like at least 10 of them. So um, give, give me your favorite ones. My favorite one is literally it's so simple it's the one where he's the school age one where he's wearing his fucking school jacket mm-hmm. and a backpack and the rest is just normal miles morales is it this one the brooklyn's vision yes that the one's Brooklyn really Vision's cool one. That, i use that almost primarily because it felt so honest to the character and i also like the fit of just spider-man wearing a normal jacket mm-hmm. and the backpack like the yeah. backpack feels so integral to miles morales right but I would say, as, as I think the coolest design mm-hmm. is the Spider-Man 2099 version. It's really for good. For Miles. That one's so ridiculously good. Because th- that was the one that I rocked for Pete uh, in, the, in the first game. Right, but this one is, like, extraordinarily good. And it has he's got the hood up for he's it, got, too. Yeah, he's got a hood, which is <laughs> awesome, which reminds me of the Gwen Stacy costume. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of the Gwen Stacy costume, besides the womanly shape. Mm-hmm. And he's he's got the wispy eyes. Yes. Like, this fucking, the crate, he looked like Spawn. <laughs> With his, like, smoke trails coming out of his eyes. I was like, how did you get that effect so perfectly? Actually, across all the suits, they got the eyes right. Oh, the eyes I feel are like perfect. that's something you always talk about in the Spider-Man media, where it's like... He needs a mode of eyes. Yeah, how do you get those eyes to emote? And, like, right. all of them are very different. It's why the Sam Raimi movies are trash. <laughs> those eyes are bug eyes that just don't move. Yeah, Garfield, those eyes move. Yeah, I need those him to be able to me. squint. Okay? <laughs> Squinty man. Those are some good ones. I like um, those a lot. And then I was also using when you get the Bodega Cat uh, outfit, which your little spider cat wearing his little mask in your backpack. When you do certain takedowns, oh he'll God. come out and start slashing. The finishers <laughs> where your cat's like fucking pawing at like oh underground eyes. Also, or... Yeah. Also, it's hilarious when you're swinging around and pick up speed. He just goes <laughs> like over and over throughout every cutscene. He's meowing. Or like there's like <laughs> there's cutscenes where like he's in the backpack and you see him poke out and he like lifts his arms up in the air. <laughs> and it starts dangling like <laughs> it's so good that was that's probably one that i wore a lot but that's like kind of a post-game uh costume yeah because you have to do like the bodega cat like first side quest yes uh for tio which they also call the cat spider-man yeah his name is spider-man <laughs> and you're spider-man and then peter spider-man yeah uh i like the i was listening to the kind of funny podcast where they talked to one of the creative directors about it and how that idea came to be where it's like okay they had an idea for like you know spider-man just kind of doing like a neighborhood like we got to rescue the cat mission. Yeah. And then like how they evolved it over time where it's like, okay, post post it was save the cat. You do this kind of thing where it's like, okay, well we got to get him back.
back from there in a backpack. Now he's in a backpack. Okay, well, if we have him in a backpack and Pete's wearing him, we got to make a costume out of it. Okay, well, if he's a costume, he has to have finishers. And it was like this cool evolution. <laughs> he has to have of, finishers. Like, this cool evolution of thought about it. Fucking so, love it. I love that that costume a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite ones, I really like the winter suit that you get from the end sequence. Oh, of, yeah. Of the, the Haley mission. Is it really he, a suit or is it just a hat and a scarf? It's a hat and a scarf and he's wearing holiday socks. Oh, my God. Which I, I hear is actually a costume from the comics. Ah, uh, yeah, I think he's done that before many times. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, the purple rain suit is really cool, which is like the prowler suit. Oh yeah, that one. I liked it. The color scheme was really cool. I don't like the color scheme. Oh, I would God. like the inversion of the color scheme. I think it should be predominantly green and uh, a little okay. bit of purple. Mm. But I know that doesn't fit prowler. But like, yeah, I don't know. That was neat. The uptown pride suit's pretty good too. That's a great one. Yeah, that black and yellow is just like. So oh, good. it looks fucking sleek. And then uh, the one that I rocked the most that looked really awkward in cutscenes was like the Miles Morales 2020 suit, where he's got like kind of the digital head. The Daft Punk. The Daft Punk with the really emotive eyes <laughs> I don't and like the that headphones. One. <laughs> I love that one so much. It's that so is, good. It's ridiculous. I like that we wear very different costumes. Yeah. Like what you envision Spider-Man in is like very different than but, I do. Well, you know my my kink is Spider-Punk. Normal Spider-Man. Well, yes. Normal Spider-Man. <laughs> normal clothing over the spider suit that's That's my kink i love that shit and then spider punk is like the embodiment of that (laughs) was there ever a version of of miles that was a spider punk because that would have been so cool no i wish especially in this kind of like a cab fuck the police era i know know? also can we talk about that just a little bit sure whereas in the first game like you have peter parker pretending to be spider cop he's mm-hmm. helping a, a yuri a police officer mm-hmm. there's a lot of like him helping out cops this game has about faced from mm-hmm. that and i think it's a deliberate choice but like it's not like he goes out of his way to going like i don't trust cops you know like yeah, he, it's he different just, they aren't there there's a scene on the bridge that's kind of the turning point for him as spider-man where mm-hmm. he's like he's like i gotta be myself i gotta be greater and the scene where he saved all those people on the bridge, yeah. and then I think it's Roxanne. It's Roxanne. They come yeah. in and they're about to gun him down, and like right. people are taking photos of it. It feels very much like kind of like a Black Lives Matter riot movement, where they're like, "Hey, don't film that." They're knocking cameras out of people's hands. I, immediately, I was just like, "But yeah, I feel like it was such a deliberate choice to make it not cops yeah, and make exactly. it like Roxanne." And I'm just like, "Nah, dude. Yeah. If you wanted to be fucking honest, <laughs> it would have been cops doing that." Yeah. But I mean, otherwise you're just, you're helping out cops in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, right. There's a few side quests where you help out with like kind of stolen stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, like his dad's a cop. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing, right? Like, I, I don't know how you, I don't, I don't think you're ever going to get Miles Morales to say ACAB because like Jefferson Davis is a cop. I don't want him to say ACAB, <laughs> but I do want him to understand the complexity. Yeah. <laughs> like I want the games to at least approach that, but I know that they won't because it's too main sh- i don't know mm. like i feel like we have to t- pick in or uh, sorry pick and choose our battles we're gonna get blm mm-hmm. we're not gonna get a cab out of a spider-man sure. game that's fair but that, that's one thing right <laughs> like okay but i want it <laughs> i want them to just go for it fucking <laughs> just do it <laughs> there are a few other cool suits that i like too like the animated suit and then the end of the spider-verse one i would have loved the an- i love the design of the animated suit i don't like that they make his body all like uh, cartoony mm-hmm. like i want a normal version of that suit where his proportions are correct to the rest of the game yeah like, i think that's why i kind of lean more towards the into the spider-verse one yeah. because like the pixelation and framing mm-hmm. fit a little better did you wait what which one's the into the spider-verse suit that's different than the animated than the animated one. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah there's right. two separate ones no into the spider-verse is the one i'm talking about that does oh, that shit okay. where it's like oh your body is like your legs are way skinnier yeah, he looks like, like yeah i want a human being version of of that i don't know you don't interrupt my Spider-Man <laughs> reality. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm trying but yeah. to think if there, there's anything else here. Because, I mean, this game's got a lot of, like, really, really great moments. 
I like the the escalation of the the uh what are they the simulation things that pete has you do because like yeah they're they're standard like okay learn how to do stealth traversal combat but then when you do them all it leads to this kind of like ultimate secret mission yes. where you have to fight the vulture right a virtual vulture played by Yuri peter parker it's <laughs> so good making fun of vulture as vulture it's so it's so corny and so good and so spider-man mm-hmm. it's like they get who spider-man is i always forget that like in the for the most part like that's one of his first villains, right? Mm-hmm. Canonically. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And then Doc Ock is probably like his first famous one. And or maybe it was Green Goblin first. I'm not sure. Mm. Which one came first, I wonder? Doc Ock or Green Goblin? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think, let me ask you, since we're talking about like villains, are they leading up to Green Goblin? Because it doesn't feel like the games have done much beyond the fact of like acknowledging Norman Osborn as a presence mm-hmm. and Harry Osborn is more than likely going to be Venom. Oh, yeah, he's 100% going to be Venom. Yeah, or or whatever whatever Insomniac's version of Venom, because I think they want to stray away from, like, whatever the movie is doing, the Mm. Venom movie with Tom Hardman, and uh, stray away from whatever was done in the past, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, Green Goblin is, like, one of his main villains, right? Mm -hmm. How do you do that in a way where... How do you do it in a way that makes sense not just for Peter, but also Miles? Because I feel like... The identity of these games mm-hmm. is hung up on it being Spider Men mm-hmm. to the to the point where I wouldn't be surprised that the next full fledged title is called Spider Men, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, where you have the interplay of the two of them, um, where it's like, okay, you probably play as Pete to start, and then there's a kind of handoff where you play as Miles, and mm-hmm. kind of like the Last of Us Two approach, where you have kind of two characters that you might kind of develop and two and campaigns, levels, yeah, two campaigns. Yeah. It's ambitious, but it would be very very cool. It's the right thing to do. But yeah, how do you have Norman? Osborne kind of work for both of them mm-hmm. you could have it be this thing where maybe something goes wrong with harry and then he becomes the green goblin yeah and maybe that's kind of like the third act where it's like he starts transforming and kind of like he puts the city in danger and at that point it's not just one or the others that's new york's battle mm-hmm. and i think the, these both these spider-man they represent the city they represent the people and it wouldn't matter what the threat is they're going to come together they're going to fight it together yeah so i want to know do you think we get a, a symbiote scene with pete where like miles has to fight him or like maybe he's being overtaken by the symbiote it's interesting and maybe that's how you frame it too where like pete gets taken over by the symbiote miles has to save the day or you do the reverse miles gets taken over by the symbiote that'd be so cool yeah exactly we've never seen (laughs) like as far as i'm aware we have not canonically seen a symbiote takeover of miles no we've seen it for gwen right (laughs) which is interesting oddly enough we haven't seen that so yeah i don't know I, I think there's a lot of, like, room to play with it. Mm-hmm. I just think um, I want to see Norman be, like, a big presence. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like they they knew enough to, like, show him in the first game and lead up to him as if you were treating, like, kind of like that Joker mm-hmm. aside from the first uh, Batman Begins movie. Yeah. Where it's like, no, 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 no. This is prime time over here, right? <laughs> you know? I want to see that prime time. It's actually amazing to me that um, Green Goblin hasn't been a thing in the eight years of Peter Parker being in this universe of Spider-Man. Because hmm. he's such a core villain. I feel like it was such an easy thing to do first for the first like Tobey Maguire movie where it's like maybe they're saving their hand for a bigger idea because I don't I don't like the idea of like Norman Osborn being a character that fucking like gets killed in the first like movie or iteration like what like Amazing Spider-Man did yeah like he's such a threat like yeah he fucking kills Peter Parker (laughs) so like I don't know I, I, I would like him to be a bigger villain than he's kind of made out to be lately yeah do you think they're gonna do that in part two kill Peter Parker Maybe. It's miles all the way down, baby. Would you be mad about it? 
Um, you'd have to really earn it. You, yeah. You would have to earn it in the way that, like, they earn Joel dying in The Last of yeah. Us. <gasps> what? Spoilers. Whoops. Museum. It's <laughs> <laughs> a spoiler cast, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have to work for it. You'd have to earn it. Um, I'm, I, I want to see how this universe branches out because I like that, again, like, we're doing big subversions. Miles Morales being a part of the normal universe mm-hmm. is, like, a big thing rather than it being like, oh, you're from an alternate universe where Spider-Man had to die before you to become a hero. Mm-hmm. No, that didn't happen here. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very much this kind of, like, passing of the torch but also growing at the same time. Mm-hmm. I feel like Peter's story is not done. Nor- and Miles is just starting. Yeah, exactly. That's an interesting intersection for these mm-hmm. two characters. Like year eight versus year two for these you, two characters. You know what I really want? And I get it that we're just like, we're picking, we're doing, we're batting for the fans at this point. Yeah, this right? is our, kind of our like hopes for what these games will do going I want forward. them to organically introduce Gwen Stacy as well. I want her to become a big hands part. Hands down. Yeah, like hands down. Don't You don't have to do the whole like she comes from a vibrant universe. Okay, thing. yeah. I was going to ask, do you want a Spider-Verse no. approach or do you want her to be like organic in that world? The rumors are that we're getting um, the next Spider-Man movie is going to be kind of a Spider-Verse mm-hmm. uh, where the different movie versions of Spider-Man will be in, in mm-hmm. the movie as well as um, perhaps Miles Morales showing up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we're getting so oversaturated with the Spider-Verse idea because it's easy to do mm-hmm. where it's like, look, all these Spider-Man, it's crazy and zany, right? I like Insomniac's universe. I want them to buckle down on the foundation of saying, no, it's anything grounded. we introduce is a part of this universe. Yeah. Not some fucking rip in the tear in the universe. And we're probably never going to get cosmic with our version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. That's fine with me. Just organically introduce it in a way that makes sense, right? There's room for heroes and anyone can put on the mask. That's the point of this game. That That is true. Do it. I wouldn't mind if she was like the second mid-quill game, basically. So yeah. if they do like, you know, 2018, Miles Morales is the interim game, right. Spider-Man 2, and then Spider-Gwen would be like kind of the fourth title. And between. it would be cool to have a very like female perspective from like a superhero game like this, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really have that. We have Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. What's the, the operative word in both of those? It's not the animal. Mm-hmm. It's the man It's part. the man, yeah. Yeah. So I think that would be really, really neat. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a lot of these games that where we do get a female protagonist, like sometimes it feels like after the fact, mm-hmm. you have people bitching about it regardless. Yeah, um, I wonder, I got to wonder how hard people are going to bitch if there was a Spider-Gwen game. Yeah, right? Oh, SJW, spider swinging. Whatever. Whatever. Spider-Gwen has been in the comics for fucking like years now. Yeah. Yeah. Cemented <laughs> yeah. is in film. Thank you very much. In film. Yep. Okay. She, I mean, she's like one of my favorite iterations of that Spider-Verse. But how do you think they do it going forward? Like, I know we talked about the idea of it maybe being like um, kind of a Court of Owls sort of like co-op experience. Yeah, like, yeah, do you, yeah, yeah. Do you think... I love that you're still calling it Court of Owls. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to call it because I we'll forget never... what it's called. The real name sucks, I think. Isn't yeah. it like Batman? Uh, oh, Knights of Gotham or Gotham Knights? Yeah, I think you're right. Eh, it's kind of standard. Anyway, anyway, um, I would move away from the idea of trying to do it like a live service game, which mm-hmm. is what Gotham Knights is trying to do and what Avengers failed at. Mm-hmm. I would have it where it's exactly the single player experience, but you could switch between characters mm-hmm. and there are certain missions on the map, kind of like, you know, side quests that are tailored for co-op mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, Miles is going to help you out on this uh, takedown. Like you're going to infiltrate fisk's operation right Mm -hmm. do it like that i don't think the main story needs to have co-op but if they find a way to make it work then go ahead Mm -hmm. but if it like damages the experience or fun that we had with both uh spider-man and miles morales Mm -hmm. uh, maybe make it more of a tertiary thing than it is like the main event right yeah that's the way i would do it just like slowly introduce it and people jive on it maybe do another mid quill that's just co-op that'd be cool yeah something (laughs) like that 
But yeah, I, I would I would just warn Insomniac to test the waters before they go full force and mm-hmm. before they ever release somebody something that could be even misidentified as a live service game. Yeah, because I feel like that introducing that into the identity identity of a game kind of throws a lot of people for a loop it throws me for a loop where i'm oh, like yeah. oh if this is a game of service or a live service game i'm kind of like oh no it's like that ryan gosling meme yeah. of <laughs> yeah no i think you just sell it saying like no yeah. there is co-op in the game it's not it's not 100 percent co-op but you have co-op option in this game i wouldn't want them to lose what these games are about which are yeah. kind of focus narrative experiences mm. uh and i think to kind of do a live service game not to say that live service games haven't had good stories like i think marvel's avengers had a good story but like the more you build that secondary layer of like okay but it's also a live service game you walk away from it so yeah have it be a co-op thing maybe drop in drop out for like gang factions or crime activities i think it'd just be really cool to like swing through a city with somebody you know and have kind of like combo team up finishers or race each other or race oh spider races spider races dude <laughs> or who can uh web up the most pigeons in the, in the fastest amount of time spider shibari spider a trust, shibari. A <laughs> that's, trust a game. That. that's a different game no that's, that's a game. sexier game <laughs> <laughs> He does it to his enemies all, all day. <laughs> What's the spider safe word? It's Aunt May. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's Uncle Ben. Oh no! I don't know why it would be like his, <laughs> why would it his be guardians, Uncle ben? but... Why would it be Uncle Ben? <laughs> it's Vanessa. Because that's when Spider-Man knows to let the bad guy go? Oh. I don't know. Say uncle. Say <laughs> <laughs> well that's i feel like we've hit it man i mean yeah it's i love this game i love this game too um kind of i guess last level thoughts like everything about it is a hundred percent improvement to the first one even though like there wasn't too much to improve on in the first place no but it, like it it doesn't reinvent a formula it just fucking tightens it oh yeah it is like the it is the slicker coupe model mm-hmm. of marvel spider-man and mm, i like that its story honestly outshines the original in a lot of different ways because it's focused mm-hmm. and because it has so much heart. It is instantly relatable. I didn't get to this one line. I'll, this will be like my last closing quote for it in terms of like kind of the, the heart of it. It's it's the scene where like kind of everything's falling apart between like Finn and Miles and um, Rio already knows that Miles is Spider-Man. Oh no, sorry. It's 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 post game actually. It's after Finn has died, where Finn dies. He's kind of feeling contempl- He's feeling like really contemplative and torn about it because he's like, she's dead. I want to feel torn about that, but also like she almost like was gonna kill all these people. That's like right. how do I kind of grapple those two realities? And the line is more or less like you know she says to Miles like people are messy. You know, take your uncle. There's kind of an extended thought about like you know aaron davis and kind of the duality of him being you know the prowler but she's like you don't need to pass judgment on finn for her life or her death just remember her how you loved her and it's one of those things where it's like he felt like he needed to pass immediate judgment on her but Mm -hmm. it's like it's more complicated than that and that's true for a lot of these characters a lot of the villains a lot of this world it's like there's not necessarily a binary um and i really like that they're building more of a nuanced complex universe yeah not just good or evil it's just like these are real characters who you've seen go through like kind of turmoil and be kind of shaped in this way yeah and i love that and i think that's intrinsically why spider-man's one of my well is my favorite superhero because his stories are larger than life but so grounded in their humanity Mm -hmm. right it's it's messy it's it's messy all across the place you you watch your heroes become villains and you watch villains try to be heroes in Mm -hmm. this universe and that's that's a consistent spider-man thing that happens a lot Mm -hmm. where people try to redeem themselves and other people lose their way throughout uh Mm -hmm. the day and sometimes that happens to spidey himself 
whether it be Miles or Peter, Mm -hmm. we go through these vicissitudes of life. And whether we're swinging through the city or just trying to get through our day to day job, it's the same. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think Spider-Man is one of the most lasting characters Mm -hmm. in superhero fiction and media in general. It just hits. <laughs> yeah. He's always been like one of my favorites just because of all those facts and the fact that like he's just relatable. He's just a normal guy. I don't like see like the Tony Stark at all where it's like, oh, you're this fucking billionaire playboy and you're like mm-hmm. hiding in your tech and all this other stuff. Like he's so much more grounded because like he started in this neighborhood that he grew up in and that he loved or whether he moved to a new one. It's it's st- like he's still such a homegrown superhero. Mm-hmm. And, and like it's like you've said a hundred times like anybody could be him anybody could wear that mask and it's such a cool representation of a hero the aspirational aspect of spider-man is not that he is defined because he's the best at what he does mm-hmm. it's because he tries his best mm-hmm. to do good yeah and that's all we really can do a yeah, lot of things are out true. of our hands whether our friends become hobgoblins or not <laughs> things are out of our hands and we do our best and sometimes it doesn't help to cast Judgment. I like I like that ending uh, note too, where it's just mm. like, "Fuck, Rio's so smart." Yeah, I'm glad that she didn't aunt May away at the end of the game <laughs> after sucked. finding out that he was Spider Man. That would have sucked. Um, <laughs> if I became a test tube baby, much yeah. like uh, Harry, Harry uh, became a test tube baby. Yeah, yeah. W- would you fight me? Would I fight you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> 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 well, that's that's an honest answer. I I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, it depends. If you came out of the test tube and you're like, "Hey, let's do good," I'd be like, yeah. "All right, man, all right, cool. I'm on board." But, I like this guy. But if you were like, "Oh, let's uh, tear down the bodega," I'd be like, "Whoa, let's kill Spider Spider Man the cat." Why are we killing Spider Man the cat? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I might have to okay. go toe to toe. Do what I think is best, man. Have like a slow motion fight at the end of the game where my face, my face mask is ripping off. I'm like, we would have to fight up a building because that's such a staple yeah. for these games. That's like, the only way to end it. Fighting games. up a building is, is... That's the whole point of spider Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I think um, in our typical save room fashion, could we recommend this? Uh, this gets a hard save room recommendation. Mm-hmm. Okay? I need you to spider shibari your way into the store <laughs> and pick up a copy of Miles Morales. Even if it's for the PS4, it's still a great game. Oh, yeah. PS4 or PS5. I know it's hard right now to get a hold of a PS5, mm-hmm. uh, which is a damn shame because I think two of the best games this year that have fucking kicked their way up my top 10 list out of nowhere, mm-hmm. like late stage uh, pugilist, if you will, mm-hmm. are Miles Morales for PS5 and Demon's Souls. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's sad that people can't get a hold of these experiences right now uh, for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But we could just blame Sony. You we could just up. blame Sony. You fucked up, Although, Jim Sony, Ryan. thank you for getting me my console uh, day of. I appreciate that. Thank you, Target, for getting me the console <laughs> um, two days earlier than you promised. And a- another recommendation, because a few people have asked me this. Yes, play the first game first. Because oh, there's, yes. su- there's such a development. Are you and sick? <laughs> there's such a development and kind of transition of knowing Miles as like just a kid. Right. And then, you know, as Spider-Man. Are you so. sick in the head? Well, no, my uncle asked first? me that. He's like, hey, should I, should I play just the Miles Morales or should I play the first one? And I'm just like, I mean, yeah, play the first one. Your uncle's being a real Aaron Davis right now about <laughs> that shit. He needs to see the way. <laughs> He needs to find his way to Spider-Man Remastered and play that shit. I like the idea of that I, if I was ever a Spider-Man, like yeah. I would have a side quest with my uncle, like maybe seeding like Bruce Springsteen hits throughout the city and I'd have to collect them. You're like, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> you remember this one, Daniel? The boss? <laughs> yes. I'd have a special suit called the boss. It would be like a cut like leather jacket. <laughs> or not a leather jacket, denim jacket. Denim rather. jacket. Yeah, yeah. Just a normal um, working man. No, so yeah, same for me. This gets fucking uh, 
10th whips out of 10th whips like i fucking love this game can't rave about it enough um if (laughs) if you can play it fucking play it because it's it's generation defining and the generation just started which is wild yeah good stuff man it's it's gonna be interesting considering my game of the year list knowing that this game is gonna sit in the top three whereas like it wasn't even a consideration beforehand (laughs) sticky sheets to be the wife of a superhero what? <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of Mary Jane's memoir. Oh my god. <laughs> well, because his hands get stuck to the sheets sometimes. I feel like it gets it gets stuck to everything. How does he How does he control when to stick and not to stick? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think he like uh, says like stick on, stick off. Right, like yeah. you get you know the toilet flusher. Oh, broke it off. It stuck <laughs> to me, right? It's like that's it's hard being Spider Man. <laughs> I feel like that's happened in a lot of, like, kind of growing pain segments of the movies where, like, you have, like, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. The be- in the train. <laughs> where he's fucking, like, accidentally beating up thugs. He took a woman's shirt off. He assaulted a woman was his growing pain. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a scene, for sure. As much as I enjoyed the Garfield verse, mm-hmm. I think it's best that we just lay those, like, to die. Oh. Right? The best thing that we got out of it was that weird condom-like suit, which is kind of cool, and it's now in Spider-Man Remastered so enjoy i don't know i think like half of the first movie is really great and then all the gwen stacy stuff from both movies is amazing yeah yeah no i'll give you that but there's like there are some glaring parts of those films that are just Mm -hmm. like i don't understand how how naive you would have to be (laughs) to fucking script this film and think that's (laughs) spider-man how do you make like weird (laughs) mistakes twice like you already had kind of the the raimi films as a blueprint of like what not to do (laughs) (laughs) so it's like oh we're making mistakes they're just different ones i mean there's things that you should do from the raimi films that are just like yeah that works body horror like literally all of spider-man 2 is a great thing to try to understand and figure out like what can i make how do i do spider-man 2 better Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and then the rest is like nah, let's not let's not do this let's not go for this right yeah they tried. Yeah, they did. Try. I mean, I'll always consider the Garfield films in in one way or another, and I'm excited to see how they they pull that into the new Tom Holland movie. If, if they do it, I yeah. remember Sony treated uh, Garfield like a bitch. Mm. Yeah, they, they they did not like him apparently. Yeah. Huh. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. How old yeah. is that guy? What's he been in? Uh, Andrew Garfield these days. Yeah, what's he in these I days? I don't know. Actually, it's it's been a while. He did Spider Man and just fucking disappeared. I mean, he did yeah. SNL after that with Emma Stone, but that's different. Um, I mean, everybody yeah. does SNL. Yeah, where's our great Garfield comeback? <laughs> we're, we're like, want to see him in the next Mad Max, right? Like, oh, that'd be cool. Something like that. Come on. I, I mean, he's like a theater actor, but I don't know him to be like super dynamic. I'm not gonna go to the. Th- you have a lighting problem. I know that light flickers out. I have a lot of problems in this room. Yeah, uh, dude. Lighting, plumbing, otherwise. Fucking haunted by spider ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking ceiling started leaking the other day, and yeah. like I was afraid of like a. My entire bathroom was going to get flooded. Oh, uh, dude, that would help me sleep, though. Oh, yeah? The, the, the trickle the, sound? The trickle, yeah. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. For Stop. me, it's just like, I, I wonder if I'm going to wake up in the Titanic and just, like, half-submerged. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's kind of swing this one home. Um, we thank you guys for listening to another Save Room Reviews. Um, if you didn't know, we are the Save Room. You can find us over on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash show on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, so on. You can find us on Twitch, Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the me over at twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels, and then you can find us on Twitter at Save Room Show. Yep. Let us know what your favorite suits were. Let us know, uh, you know, how right I was for for thinking that the uh, Prowler suit was cool. You know, it's okay. It's a good suit. It's a, it's a suit. Green and purple is a good color scheme, man. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that gets me. I think that's a. a only a villain would wear green and purple. 
<laughs> anyway, good night, everybody, and twip twip. Don't forget, be greater. Spider Spark. Spider. <laughs>